What's good, squad? It's your boy, Frosty Phoenix here. Welcome to another edition of Fuka Pod. Be sure to check us out across all social media at Fukaname, P-H-U-C-A-N-A-M-E. I'm with the usual squad specs here. Introduce yourselves and where you can find where people can find y'all online if y'all want to be found. Yeah, we want to be found. What's good, squad? This is your man, Corner <laughs> Fox, the one and only. Look, man, the Corner Fox is more dangerous than a jackal. Shout out to Metal Gear Solid. You know, I always got to rep that. Y'all can find me with the gang at Fukuname, but also at Sonny Burns. That's S-A-N-I-B-U-R-N-S. And uh, we out here, man. We always are. You know what it is. And of course, it's your boy, Wavy God, out here. You already know the waviest nerd you'll ever meet. Star Wars, always over Star Trek, always. You can Stop. also find me. You can also find I, me at Fukunami. You, you can also to... find me. <laughs> you can also find me at Fukunami, but also find me on social media at Wavy God. That's W A V I I underscore G A W D. You already know. Bro, why and then. Why you gotta come? At, why you gotta come Star Trek like that? Because like, in, that's in the bio on the website. So if they go to if they go to Fukunami.com, actually, okay. they can see in the bio on okay. the in the staff that. But uh, nobody want to hear that. <laughs> like you, you gotta come talk all this shit initially. You gonna come out here and start talking it? Like we've already look, man. Don't listen to him, everybody. Star Trek is lit. Star Wars is lit too. Yeah. Star Trek is lit. Star Trek definitely has like a balance. It's definitely like a quality of life difference and focuses of di- focusing differences. Like Star Wars is about the science fiction, and Star Trek is about Trek the is about equality. The Shut yo, I can't even. So my dad was a Trekkie, and I'm a Star Wars person. But anyway, this is also your host. Shout again. out to I'm your dad. Look, shout out to my dad. Yo, rest <laughs> in peace, man. But uh, follow me across across the web at Frosty Phoenix. F-R-O-S-T-Y-P-H-E-N-I-X. Yes, the phoenix is spelled wrong because it's an acronym. It's not the bird. All right? Cross hey, all I, even know, I even know that. What the, what's the acronym for? Um, Acronym comes from high school, like a little bit of a confidence booster. Uh, Phenomenal Eric Nixon. Think about it. Yeah, I got you. Hmm. Okay. I mean, I, I like think, it. I, feel I like, like that shit. Yeah, that is tight, though. You lit. Yeah. That's fine. So, like, that joke came together over years, like, for real, for real. But, um... So yeah, that's the, that's the usual squad specs, and then usually uh, got our other uh, squad members on. I think one might be on the way, but we'll see. Either way, you'll catch us at some point on the pods if you catch all the episodes across all social and podcast uh, platforms: Apple, uh, Google, Spotify, name it. We on Stitcher um, podcast everywhere, man. Uh, Castbox anywhere that podcasts are available. Yes, favorite podcast, favorite podcast, man. Yo, give, squad, us a, um, give us a give us a, a rating. Get us up there with your favorites. Get us up because we're your favorite squad. Yo, go down the bottom, uh, rank us high five, rank us whatever. Give a comment on our commentary, man. Just let us know what you think. We're making more stuff. We're making this up. This is season two. You know what I'm saying? Go check out season one at your leisure. All right. Uh, before we get into the main topic of tonight, basically being Justice League, we got a few topics to drop down for y'all before we get into the meat and potatoes. So, uh, Wavy, we were talking beforehand. You got some topics that you want to drop on the squad for us to kind of chew on a little bit, appetizer-wise. Uh, yeah. I mean, I know one topic that I saw recently scrolling through IG and stuff like that. Um, I actually saw that Ghost of Tsushima is getting a movie, apparently, done by the John Wick director. Yep. It is getting a movie. I'm pretty hyped about it. A lot of people are on the fence about it, but obviously Ghost of Tsushima... 
uh, has been making noise for several reasons. Game of the Year candidate, of course. It should have been Game of the Year, not Last of Us Part Two, but you know, let's not argue about that. Right, you mm-hmm. right now. First of all, you had that shit take about Star Trek, and then you go come through and say that Sima <laughs> is lit and all, but. Look, man. I it, think it's the one game of the year, not last but part two. It lost Honestly. another great game, and it's okay. Both of them. Yeah. Should, we all know Final Fantasy VII Remake should have won, but that's another story. But, I, I would rather either of them win besides Last of Us Part Two. Honestly, you sound like a hater. That's what it's. No, like. I like that Last of Us Part Two. Like I just, I just feel like it didn't add anything on like mechanic wise or anything like worthwhile wise to win game of the year. You know what I'm saying? I still, I still think it was a good game. Well, clearly, I just feel like it didn't add on anything. But it's all good though. It's all good. Everybody else felt different, but it's all good. But I think, <laughs> hey man, Ghost of Tsushima has done a lot for I think the community as well. There was also news uh, about uh, restoration of some of the shrines in Tsushima Island, um, <laughs> due to a lot of the publicity that the game uh, brought. So you know, it sounds like there's a lot of good things coming from it. We all know how video game movies, you know, tend to be. However, that's starting to change a bit. But in any case, yeah, I'm hyped. I was hyped to hear the news. I'm hyped for it. Like I, to me, I, like I already said before, uh, I thought it should have been game of the year last year for a good reason. And I feel like with the way the fighting was set up and that it's just that it's about samurais and all that kind of stuff about the ghosts. I think that'll be a great plot line for a movie and just like uh, his decision making and just the fighting in general. Like if they do the fighting correctly, mm, that that movie could be fantastic. Keyword correctly. Yeah, and yeah, you know, you know how video game movies go. But like yeah. like Corner said that they are starting to get better. So they're getting better. And if it's, you know, again, John Wick director, and if they pay attention to detail the same way that they do with John Wick, you know what I'm saying? If we're talking actual martial arts being used, if we're talking actual um, you know, good and consistent culture representation in terms of the time period, uh, I think that'll be mm-hmm. good. Um, obviously, there were some fictional elements to it in terms of which century we're talking, 13 through 15 for Ghost of Tsushima. So, you know, obviously, don't play with that. But, you know, we want to make sure that it's uh, that it's dope. Uh, another thing to consider, obviously, is that Ghost of Tsushima was written with English voice acting and with English lip sync. Um, so, you know, who knows what they'll do there, right? Some people were irritated about it, and a lot of people thought that the voice acting was phenomenal. I thought it was great as it was. So that'll be another thing they'll have to tackle, you know, if they want to get, you know, uh, a more accurate uh, a Japanese voice acting, obviously cast, or if they want, you know, <laughs> stick with the game. But I think obviously things will have to change. Um, but uh, I'm excited. Yeah, I, I definitely watched my anime subbed, but like with that game, I definitely um, had it like English subtitles and English voice acting. I didn't have it in Japanese, so. But I feel like and the English was great, so I feel like the Japanese will be even better. So. And I, you know, I currently play Ghost of Tsushima uh, online. Uh, I don't know if y'all have played that. No, I'm just playing. I, I have. Little, I have. I was I a have. little shade for everybody. I have. A little bit. I have. <laughs> I do. I do. I do. I have. It's okay. All right. Hey, but everything post game, because I, I agree, the lip syncing was a big part of why um, I kept it in English, because it was, it was made to be in English as it was. But now that I'm done with the game, when I do the multiplayer or any extra thing, I, I put it in there. Japanese with the English uh, uh, subtitles and you know it's real immersive and tight because both the Japanese you know the Japanese um, uh, is is great in terms of the voice actors that were helping out with that and the audio quality is great and the English as well like the voice acting is really good so you can't really go wrong but uh, but yeah I'm hyped about the movie I'm hyped about it and uh, you know 
give me more. <laughs> give me more. I, part of me would like to see like a 10 part HBO series, but like, mm. see, you know, but that's another conversation because for a long time I felt that video games are, are very, very good to translate into series because there's so much that they give you in a video game over a long amount of time. And that's kind of akin to a series, right? A movie, you try to fit a lot into a little bit of time, you know what I'm saying? And tell this epic story that goes a little fast at certain points, right? But when you get into a huge series, like when, on these premium channels, you can really tell more details uh, of it. And I think that's what games require. So, you know, I think if they tell a good story, they could do it no problem. Um, but I'd be just fine seeing it as a series too. So. Yep, I think I'd be. I, I think it'll be better as a series. But hey, I'm here for the movie too. So shout out to Ghost of Shima. Shout out to Sucker Punch. Shout out to Sucker Punch. You know what I'm saying. Um, one other thing I think, uh, something that came to my attention was uh, the ads for uh, Bethesda and Microsoft merging now that pop up on on probably some whatever your streaming device is or whatever your streaming um application is like youtube or anything like that and, uh, there's now a bethesda microsoft ad running about merging yep and uh yep, I, it I, went through last week or something like that so mm-hmm. i just i just thought i'd mention that it's funny no it's, it's, <laughs> it's interesting i got my thoughts about it you know in terms of microsoft getting bethesda i think it's great but you know my whole thing is I just hope that they don't go the route of cutting, uh, uh, you know, PlayStation out of the equation with some games. I understand. Exclusive. I think they said they might do that. Like some, some might be exclusive to Microsoft platforms, but not all of them, I think. Right, right. And, you know, for me, it's like, yo, you know, this it's, it's a gray area, right? You know, like, again, so one end, you want some exclusivity. You want folks to come to your console to play certain things, but... At the end of the day, right, you know, people ask you, yo, like, who who you like, the Knicks, you like the Pacers, whatever. (laughs) At the end of the day, if they're not playing, it's like, okay, well, I just like basketball. So let me just watch this anyway. You know what I'm saying? So it's Mm -hmm. like, you know, at the end of the day, yeah, you want to make your money. But you also just kind of want to do the right thing a little bit and just, (laughs) you know. But, hey, bottom line, you know what I'm saying? Everybody's about the bottom line, so I won't blame them if they said, yo, everything exclusive now. (laughs) Ain't no more fallouts, no more Skyrim. (laughs) Y'all playing all that on Xbox on, on Xbox and Pete, where all, all this really told me is that like uh, it enforced that they don't have any games, and it also enforced <laughs> that it also enforced that like all those gaming developing companies that they bought out or they had in the Xbox Studios like years ago, they announced at E3. All right, y'all got them. Where are the games at? Oh, where are the games? Like, where are they at? Love like you. I'm, I'm literally playing. I'm literally playing Immortal Phoenix Rising on Xbox Series X, and I could literally play it on PS5 if I really wanted to. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just saying, like, where's Scalebound? I'm just saying, y'all. I mean, now that y'all got it, and then uh, uh, Desert Skies got one now. All y'all do is get uh, y'all got to just get Fighters, and then download Apex over here on PlayStation. And I'm already over here. Like, it's time to trade over, man. Oh, hey, it ain't no trade oh It's nothing, all right? This home for me. Oh, yeah, yeah those, you know. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I grew up with PlayStation and Nintendo, so Xbox is new to me. I, I, my first Xbox I got in 2016, so that's yeah. how that goes. Yeah, I got 360 in 2014 because of Halo. Bro, I'm I'm already, and I've, I've already mentioned, like, I'm, I'm considering heavily not getting a Series X. Like, I'm just going to upgrade my PC and because and, they're already going to integrate everything together. And if they do, 
and I can get Halo on PC, and I can still play with the gang on on Xbox, like gladly. Like I, I mean, it's a Microsoft ecosystem. They're being like Apple right now with the ecosystem, and Microsoft's doing the same thing, and it's smart of them to do that, like with the console and the Windows PC. You know what I'm saying? It, it makes a lot of sense. It does. It'll be re- it'll be real smart though until more people start buying Xboxes because they ain't got shit for them to play on it. That will never happen. Well, I mean, there's, there's always there's always gonna be the casual consumer that's gonna want to play console and never want to get a PC. So. Right. Yes. And also, there's a combination of that, which is very true, and also it being an entertainment, you know, media hub. Also, like for a lot of people, the Xbox is the center of their living room. You know, they do a lot of things from a media perspective on that, and that's what they market a lot of stuff too. You know, when they a lot of E3s in the past, you know, for Sony and for PlayStation, those are heavily on the games. For Xbox, it's always been around games and the media, or games and this, and games and that. That lost them, that lost them the last console, console generation, because they do well, heavy on the media and stuff like that. And they were like, and remember at the E3 2013 presentation, they were like, they focused mad stuff on like, you can do this with Xbox in your living room. You can do this, do that, do that. All right, mm-hmm. where the games at, though? And then mm-hmm. they had the audacity, who was it? I forget who it was, but the, someone had the audacity to be on some, like, Yo, you can't like can turn your Xbox One on unless you have internet. And then when someone asked them, like, I think after the event, they were like, "If you don't have internet, we have a system for that. It's called the Xbox 360." I'm like, "Damn, bro!" Like, I mean, everyone has internet in 2013, but it's like, come on, like, that's not a way to market your. That's not a way to market your shit, like yeah, at all. You don't want to make something dependent on internet, right? Because that yeah. takes away um, a huge chunk of functionality that you have, right? You go and you get a hard disk, right? You put it in the game and you play something that is offline. Like, you, I shouldn't need to, right? When we get to the core of the issue, right, we're talking about their Xbox Live service at the time, right? And how much latency that they're trying to provide and how they want the service being up for everybody with an Xbox. But it's like, yo, like, really just make a console that supports people playing games on it. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's yeah. what we want right here. But And that decision right there gave, like, they handed PS4 the console generation right there. They were like, oh, Sony, here you go. You can have the award goes here. true. Right. Like, and let's not forget, let's not forget that they went and they they put out the statement doubling the price of Xbox Live to $120 a year and then dialed that shit back like <laughs> like days later. Right? Like no like, like Look, hours like, later. Like hours later they did that. They were like hey when let's try let's try pushing this this price out. Let's try, let's try. <laughs> like like they really they tried it. They really tried it, and I don't know. I, I don't. And then, I don't understand what they're trying to do, like trying to force people to get Xbox Game Pass, but that's not a way, that's not the way to do it. That's not the way to do it at all. Like you it's don't not. double the price of your service that's been sixty dollars since it came out. Like that's not the way to do it. And, and then, also, I mean, heck, I was mad. I was mad when they put. Um, I wasn't mad. It makes sense when they put money on a uh, PlayStation network sign in like you had to be a member like you know you can do it for free like same thing with xbox you can have an xbox for free you just wouldn't be able to do anything but like putting money on that and then y'all up the price it's kind of like oh playstation is cheaper right now anyway and they'd be doing sales they'd be doing like sales if you get um your renew your year like before like it'll have a point where you can renew your year at some point they'll have random sales they'll they'll put like oh for like 10 percent off you can renew a year Mm -hmm. right now you know what i'm saying like and they've started to put, you know, PlayStation Plus has started to put a lot of better games out for free in the month. You know, for a minute, there was like a there was like a six month period where it was really bad last year. Yeah. You know? 
where like the PlayStation Plus games are really bad. Everybody was like, yo, like I'm done with this shit. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And they come out and they, you know, they've they've improved it to say the least in terms of what they've offered as selections. But that's a really good piece of it because I mean, right now for the PlayStation 5, obviously there's you know, there's a small selection of games to play that are PlayStation 5 uh, uh games, but also they have, you know, their PS Plus collection, which has a ton of game of the year candidates from the last gen, and they still have, you know. Final Fantasy VII remake, for example, that's free this month, right? Which yep. you know, or March. And so shout yeah. out, shout out to that. Go grab that now if you didn't know that. So, uh, happy birthday, congratulations. Uh, sorry if you're listening to this episode after um, March 31st, you're late and it's not there anymore. But if you're catching this episode in the next few days, <laughs> congratulations. Yeah, <laughs> for real. So big kudos to them. They're they're doing the right things, and you know. But again, it's a business, you know, like. Like the hardcore gamers, right? You know, Sony knows how to appeal to the hardcore gamers, and Microsoft does too. And that's really through core uh, games. And if you don't have those, then it's going to suffer. But also, you know, they're built big about building this, like you said, ecosystem, building this media hub uh, that is the Xbox uh, in your living room. You know, and I think that that's what it's like. You know, I don't want to say the meat and bread and potatoes and all that for them, but that's a big part of it. Whereas Sony isn't necessarily like, oh, hey here's this video capability that you have, or here's this, you know, sharing on whatever, right? Like it's there, but we're not preaching that. We're talking about our first party developers and the games you want to play. Like when they had, they remember when they had, I think it was like three, the showcase right before the PlayStation 5 launch. And the first thing they showed, boom, Final Fantasy 16. Second thing they showed, boom, Miles Morales. I'm just like, yo, what? Yeah, that was a crazy lineup. It was ridiculous. I was like, ooh. I can't take this, man. So like that's, that's who they're appealing to. When they do that, they appealing to us who's like, yo, we want mm-hmm. it. You know, so. Xbox is still playing catch up with the, and then by when when Xbox and PlayStation, PlayStation is doing that, Nintendo just chilling. Like, we're just, we're, <laughs> Don't just, even we're, just, me- we're just here, bro. Like, you know, we're going to put mm-hmm. Mario out. They're going to buy it, so. If anything, I see <laughs> Nintendo as the bull, as the teacher from um, Assassination Classroom. Ah! It's like, literally, it's like, the Jones like, try to kill me. I still gotta watch I that, did. yo. I still gotta watch that. Nah, I wouldn't say that. I, but I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Yeah, I like you see him getting that. Yeah, like. But but, he, but but Nintendo ain't like unbeatable though. Like they're <laughs> but, not unbeatable. But you, but you know but they have a a, a fan base and yeah. a niche. Dog, they they, they are always. the they are the grand granddad. Yo, they master Roshi. I, I can mean, see that. I mean, Think okay, that's, that's better. I like that better. That's okay, better. you like that better. <laughs> but the point, <laughs> point being, they out here like they out here on some, you know, you don't you don't swat at Granddad like, right? Granddad still the Granddad still in the ring, dropping gems like. Right, 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 right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. I, yeah, like I think that I think that makes sense. I, I I do that. I mean, like, like for me, I'm thinking about which which character. You know, who's somebody that is within reach, but that they can't beat yet. You know what I'm saying? Like Mario? That's, you know, no, no, no. no I, I hear you. No, I was just saying in terms of the analogy, but... Oh, um... I would say... I would say PlayStation is kind of like Goku in a sense of... I mean, spoiling for Super, we already know where it's going. Where he's got Ultra, uh, Ultra Instinct, so he's very big on his movements, right? And yeah. then Xbox, I think, is kind of like Vegeta. It's taking L's, but it's getting better. And like it might, it might come up with an underdog, something who knows. But right and, now, it's just not looking good right now. And it does a lot of things right. And sometimes yeah. it's neck and neck. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm giving my yeah. props to Vegeta. 
right now. I'll just, I'm just finding yeah. a way to get Vegeta. No, I, I opened that whole window. I was like, Vegeta has all the possibility of learning some god skill that's not Ultra Instinct, but something else that he could blow up the universe in a snap. And that's probably coming, okay? So, and Nintendo's probably jeering. Like, Nintendo's probably jeering. Jeering, oh my god. I, 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 would, I, I guess. I, I guess you could say that. Because right. that's why I say that, right? Nintendo, they not, you know, Obviously, a demeanor aside, like Nintendo ain't coming here for nobody's throat or nothing like that. But Nintendo is just here chilling, meditating, like, you know, like, like, you know, I seek what lies beyond strength. You feel me? Like y'all over here doing <laughs> y'all little strength battle, but I'm over here seeking something beyond that. You know, oh, what it's I'm on, saying? it's on that Black Panther. Like I've trained, you trained all your life to beat yeah. me. I've trained all my life to beat the unknown. <laughs> right? You feel me? Like, like come like on that. now, like it's on something different. So I think, I, I think that's what. It is. When I saw that clip of like from a comic strip with, with Black Panther saying that, I was like, you... so he said that to somebody. He was like, "You trained all your life to you trained all your life to beat me. I've trained all my life to fight the unknown or unknown battles or whatever." It's just like, yo, you, bro, that's too much sauce, bro. But Black Panther is lit as fuck, dog. Black Panther got all the quotes in his comics. Oh my goodness, like when I started when I started reading them, like, even when I was younger, I didn't read them a lot when I was younger. But like when I um when I was older. And like his newer stuff, and even like the Ultimates, I know it was one comic uh, issue with the Ultimates. I forget which one it was, but Black Panther has some kind of quote. I even forgot the quote, but I remember reading. I'm like, this, this is definitely something Black Panther was. Hey, this is it. Like, oh, when he was talking about the other Avengers, I think I don't know what it was. I, I, I forget like, what he was talking about. <laughs> I forget what he was talking he about. Like, he had a bar in there. Yeah, so he, he, had a, he had a bar in there. I don't. It wasn't shade. I don't know. It, it was a bar though. I don't know if he was it talking was, to Captain Marvel back. or he was talking to somebody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They did, and they did really well. Shout out to uh, again. We'll always give it. Shout out to J- Chadwick Boseman for his delivery of uh, of T'Challa in the Marvel movies. Rest in peace. Rest in power, brother. Um, RP, man. But they did a good job. Of like having him having one liners like the, to, to me like the top of the top one liners were like uh, when uh, Black Widow and um, one of his um, his his guard was about to fight and he was like as fun as that would be to see and it's just like <laughs> you know what I'm saying <laughs> or the other John when they were in the in the van and um, was that Civil War yeah I think it was Civil War. And he was like, uh, "How long can you keep your friend from me?" I'm like, "Oh yeah." He was like, <laughs> "I was like, hey, dog, I dog." Like, I th- bro, that version, I-, I still think that version was the best version of Black Panther. That's that's my opinion. The one from Civil War. Yes, because mm-hmm. he came, he came yeah. through, and he was about nothing. Only, o- yeah, only because like, it was like he was a guest in the movie. He made the impact of like, "Here I am, come get me." Matter of fact. Hey. Y'all gonna y'all y'all gonna y'all not gonna keep y'all man's for me. I'm on a mission. Like. I'm on a mission, bro. He killed my dad, dog. I ain't forget. No, but a funny redemption though, not to tie that in, is just like how uh, Clint was fighting him. He's like, hey, uh, hey, dude, my name's Clint. I don't care. Right. Oh yeah, he was like, <laughs> I don't care. I don't Yo, care. He was like, nah, but his whole quote, I had to find his whole quote. I just because because the quote was so lit, and I'm so glad you brought it up. And he was like. <laughs> Because because uh, Cap was like, your suit is vibranium. And he was like, the Black Panther has been the protector of Wakanda for generations. A mantle passed from warrior to warrior. And now because your friend murdered my father, I also wear the mantle of king. So I ask you, as both a warrior and king, how long do you think you can keep your friend safe from me? <laughs> I was like, bro, boom! I'll just do like, yo, all right, man. Why, why would you come for Captain America's life like this, bro? 
Like, dog. So, like, when I heard that quote in the movie theater, I was like, damn. I was like, hey, that's I him. Like, that's Spider-Man to a T. I, I was like, a mix of offended and hype and shit. I was like, bro, who wrote this so I can go and, and shake his hand? <laughs> Please. I was not offended. I was proud, especially probably being a black American. Well, I, was well, like, mm. so I, I was only offended because of the, the thing before that when uh, oh, when with, uh, Falcon. Yeah, when Falcon was talking you about like cats. cats. I was like, boy, if you don't, if you don't bow before your king, boy, <laughs> come on now, really? You gonna see a, a, a African rich, powerful king, and you gonna talk some bullshit, man? I got to That oh God, that, that was also, that was that the could, most maga statement I'd ever heard from Sam. <laughs> that could that could also be a tie-in on like the differences in in cultures, you know, black people that are p- people that might not know certain things, you know, like. As a king, it's like, and, you know, people that just don't know. And, uh, you know, it's like one of those, uh, it's real. I'm just, yeah. I'm just like, I'm just like, clearly he's important. So Sam got to ask himself, like, bro, who am I? Like, who are you, son? Like, why are you talking all this shit? Well, now he's somebody, but then he wasn't nobody. Oh, now he got a TV show, right. Yeah, now, now he got a TV show. Now he's, <laughs> and someone's like, yo, Falcon's lit. And I wanted to say to them, I forgot, I forgot who was saying, like, someone was like, Falcon the Winter Soldier, like, uh, the opening scene on that, he's like, kicking butt, taking names. He's like, yo, he's lit. He's lit now because Steve is retired. Right. Also, and he passed the mantle to him. Which he I wish they well, he he passed it, but this, that's the opening of the show right now. For the first episode, I'm not going to spoil it much. It's just like he doesn't he doesn't accept the shield. He's still Falcon, okay. and that's probably when he's going to battle with Good. during the show Good. and all that. He about want... he about as lit as a, as a as a dim light. Okay, <laughs> for real. <laughs> that's all I'm that's all I'm gonna say. No, you need to watch episode one. Change your opinion on that one. No, nah, I mean, I think it, it did look like... I like when they give him some good action scenes, for real. Like, I do. I think they could give him some good action scenes. It's everything else that blows me. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. But anyways, yeah, so shout out to shout out to Black Panther, for sure, for all that. Because uh, I, I think when he was in Civil War, and then all... Well, several dope scenes. But remember at the end, like at the end of the movie with... Uh, what was the dude's name? Um, when When he tried to kill himself. And he was like, "Oh, word!" He he, he, he stopped the bullet. And oh, he, he was, grabbed, yeah, Bar- Baron Zemo. He was, yes, he was like, "Nah, the living aren't done with you yet." I was like, "Oh, like, damn!" I was like, "Damn, bro! Like, what, what what's, what's the living gonna do with him now?" Like, <laughs> and then, oh my I mean, spoiler alert: he's in. He's gonna be in the show. Yeah, I remember seeing that in the commercial. So, and, and I like the fact that he has his, his actual like. Uh, Purple mask and stuff like yeah. that too. I like that. And then Winter Soldier gonna say, uh, "I didn't kill your father." And then Black Panther was like, "Well, what you running for then? Why are you running?" He <laughs> 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 just had nothing but bars, bro. Not the whole movie, nothing but bars. Whooping on people, running fast, and whooping people. Like I love that 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 yeah. depiction. And then um and then uh, when he confronted all his ancestors, we turned out back on the world. <laughs> you. Yeah, that was- that was an emotional scene, man. I love that scene, especially because, like, in the in modern comics, before, that's why I like that scene so much. Because in the modern comics, like, when I was reading them, like, they introduced that in the modern comics too, where like you see all the kings of Wakanda and like he's talking to them in that in that uh in that area area, and then they also had like the the suit from modern comics. They put introduced yeah. that in the movie, so I was hyped about both of those shits like when I saw. Them. Absolutely. I mean, we all know that movie was a cult hit, so. <laughs> So we could touch on a lot of different stuff. We'll probably end up touching on this on a on a lunch break or, or at some point, you know what I'm saying? But or another right. pod. But speaking of superheroes, what we're here for tonight is Justice League. 
a Snyder, Snyder cut. cut. Snyder cut. So I'm gonna speak first and say that. Yeah, I'll let y'all much... go first, man. Say what? I'll let y'all go first, man. I'm gonna let you go first. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm gonna take the courtesy and go first then. Okay. But like I think we gave it a lot of like eh in several episodes of the podcast. If you listen to other podcasts, you go, let's see what they say now about it. You're right. You probably listen to all the other seasons you get in this episode and let's see what they have to say. And you're right. I I kind I was probably a little bit wrong. I was isn't it wasn't garbage. It wasn't garbage. We're wrong about that. Um that's all I'm gonna say. I'm saying that as apologies that all the other episodes we tried to say that, you know, it was like it's it wasn't garbage. Fair. Um, so let's fair. see. Uh, let's go with whomever wants to make a first comment and your first thoughts after seeing the movie and your first comments. It's on you, Wavy, man. Um, it was great seeing Dark Side. Like, really great seeing Dark Side. Uh, I feel like this cut of the movie gave us a lot of fan service. Um, I will say it was leagues better than both the Justice League uh, original film. And leagues better, leagues leagues better than Batman vs Superman and Batman vs Superman Ultimate Edition. Um, that being said, I still think that it was good. It wasn't great. My man's uh, Jay, shout out to Jay if you're listening to this. Um, he put it perfectly on Instagram, saying that it was not perfect. But respectfully, I never want to see the other version ever again. Respectfully. And then, um, yeah. So I, I felt like it was good. It wasn't great. It was a lot of fan service. I have gripes about it, but I'll get to that later. Actually, I'll pause, I'll pause in a moment. Uh, one of our usual squad specs, uh, one true noob, Mark, has joined in, is able to uh, make it on tonight's pod. Uh, what's going on, Mark? Oh, he's probably just getting in. So he's uh, he's about to load in right now. So while he's loading in real quick, hold your thought, Mark, in your in your introduction. We'll get to you in a second. Um, cornered, uh, yep. Justice League thoughts. I got a lot of thoughts on this, man. A lot of thoughts, and I think you hit the nail on the head when you said, "Yo, everybody who's been listening to our lunch breaks, look, I I was no, I was not subtle about saying that I thought this was gonna be." some dog shit that they sprayed Febreze on. Like, that's just what I thought. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, boy, was I wrong. <laughs> this movie <laughs> was not that. Um, now, I mean, obviously a big part of this movie, right, uh, is understanding the context of the Snyder Cut and what that is, right? Um, there was a vision that, um, um, that he had uh, while he was initially working on the film. Um, now, obviously, he, he stepped away from the movie. Um, you know, obviously, the loss of his daughter. All that stuff happened. He had to step away from the movie. Whedon came in. A lot of changes happened from him and also direction from WB. And so there was a lot that happened. So when he came back to do the Snyder Cut, obviously took a lot of the scenes that he had planned on putting in and having those in place, but also, um, you know, had a couple of reshoots that they were able to get in, right? So, so there was a lot of things that were adjusted uh, in terms of different from what we saw from Whedon's theatrical version, right? Um, this thing was a good movie. <laughs> like, this was a good movie, right? It was an epic, it was long, it was four hours, but they needed every little bit of that time in order to both undo and to reinstill a sense of faith, so to speak, in what is the DCEU. Now, to that point, 
if this movie came out back when Justice League did, instead of the theatrical release from Whedon, if this movie came out, I would be so confident in the DC Extended Universe. And here's why. Um, what they did in this movie, I think, was restore Superman better than what he was in Man of Steel, in my opinion, and also in Batman versus Superman. From a theme perspective, I thought they did him perfectly and they did him right, as well as getting rid of the reshot CGI from Whedon's version where they had to do his upper lip because when Whedon came in and they were shooting all these different scenes, he had his mustache because he was doing Mission Impossible or whatever, and then, you know, all that nonsense, right? So I was- BVS sucked. It did, right? So it was that standpoint. Um, Wonder Woman was done so much better in this movie from top to bottom. And the reason why was partly because of Steppenwolf. Steppenwolf, time and time again, was referencing and showing on screen through fights how dope she was. Like, they were constantly talking about the Amazon and talking mm -hmm. about how she was in comparison to old ones, right? Um, that was key in this movie. You know, in fact, she was one of the big links in terms of finding out what the history was with dark side right like she knew and she got more experience today but you know she knew what was going on and what was coming right so that was really big and important for her character. and in addition to that they got rid of some of the stuff i really needed them to do like some of the googie eye scenes with her and bruce wayne even though they had the one where they touched on the mouse but they had to kind of keep that in while they were looking so i get it but they got rid of googie eye scenes with that they got rid of that corny scene with the flash falling on her and that little corny, you know, bullshit scene, right? They got rid of all that because that wasn't important. You know, that was just downplaying the glory that she is. So they fixed her heavily, and I loved it. And they showed her kicking ass time and time again. Loved it. Um, I think that what they did uh, with Aquaman was still on point and still very fair. I'm so happy they took out a lot of the corny writing scenes from Whedon's version where Batman was saying stupid shit like, oh, I heard you talk to fish and won't, won't, won't. They got rid of all that bullshit because you don't need none of that stupidness in the movie, right? It's about, hey, we're building this team. They also changed it so that Batman was more, and Bruce Wayne was more emotional about his reasoning for getting Superman back, as opposed to feeling like he had to so he could have a personal redemption or something like that. I think the theme was way better, and he had a much better goal and sense of mind, which is really more in line with what the comic books talked about. So I thought that was great. Flash, mm -hmm. obviously, Flash obviously was was far better. They showed more of his powers, and I thought that was great. I was like, okay, show more of Flash doing something. I'm still not a fan of the actor, and I'm still not a fan of some of the quirkiness that he is because that ain't my Barry Allen per se. But that's this best scene is still that scene with Superman and how he just Superman just follows him. I don't think so anymore. I don't think that's his best scene anymore. I don't. <laughs> I don't. If, I it's not, if it's not his best, well, it's one of his best. We'll hold. We'll hold that one. We'll hold right. that one. Is that is that all of your review? No, it's not. First off, <laughs> <laughs> it's not. All right, so, you got so, you got another minute. I was going to say, I could speed this up, but it's okay. But I agree with you, Wade, God, in terms of Dark Side, that was great. I think it was really good that they established more of a sense of pressure. The reason why Infinity War and why Endgame was so important and why that movie was so good was because of the pressure that they faced from Thanos. He was this looming danger that would annihilate you, right? And we go and we talk about Dark Side. Dark Side went with his army and lost to a Green Lantern, the Atlanteans, the Amazons, the old gods, and men. Like, that's who he went and lost to years ago. That's who y'all about to fight, this guy. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> he, he, he took an L to them, who everybody would have lost to. You feel me? Like, he's back with a vengeance. And that's who y'all about to fight. 
Um, and he's sending, you know, his Harold to come and basically try to, you know, do all this stuff. And he's kicking your ass. So I think having that big looming danger put a sense of pressure on the Justice League. And I think that was needed in order to say, okay, this isn't just going to be a Superman come saves the day. They rally together and win. It's going to be a, hey, they barely get this dub and get barely get away with this with their lives, as we saw with Flash at the end. And then there's a looming danger, right? Dark Side's like, yo, we're going to do this. We're we going to do the old ways. Get the army. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he was like, we're going to do this the old way. And so um, I think that was very important. So I'll cut it there, and then we can certainly elaborate. But overall, I thought the movie was far better. Fan service was there. I still don't think it was a great movie, per se. But I do think it was far superior. And I agree with uh, Wave Guy with what your boy said. The the the, the version that 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 thing don't exist. Whedon's version doesn't exist. And <laughs> I'm gonna save the last point that is the most important to me for for a little bit later in the discussion because I have one more point that's the most important one. But I'll save it. Interesting. Uh, we're still waiting on uh, one true noob to to get in here as so I'll drop mine. Uh, I have wrote down a couple of points and check out the article that I I had to pin up uh, the weekend of the release. So like last weekend, go check it out on Fukuname.com. But uh, my first thoughts were better better and because each like 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 my colleagues mentioned each of the scenes were necessary except for one i'm going to mention is barry touching iris's hair and putting hot dog in his damn pocket i like that scene what (laughs) i like that scene because he's so corny like it fit what they were going for but i I don't i don't like it because i don't like that barry but i think for the barry that they were about to say because i don't like that barry either i I don't like that barry but i thought for the barry they were creating this quirky corny one i thought yeah that like i thought that look at her like oh look at her and let me oh do this hot dog for the next scene because of the dog shit you know (laughs) i don't know all right, I got okay. Give if you're giving the hot dog purpose, then yeah, I thought he was being weird because he might have been hungry or something like that. I don't know. I don't remember that part. It was oh, just like, yeah. the the next scene. He was talking to the lady in the shop, and he was like, "Oh yeah, I always carry a hot dog in my pocket for when dogs get scared and they could, you know, some." Okay, yeah. all right, that makes it less. But like touching her hair or whatever is just kind of like, I don't know. yeah. And um, other than that, like every scene was 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 smooth everything went to everything else like it like a domino effect every scene was necessary and continuing the story momentum through those four hours okay um to the point about superman is that he was more of a he definitely was more like the the new the new superman nowadays where he's kind of like proud like you know when steppenwolf like slammed his axe on his shoulder mm-hmm. and he just stood there like Mm-mm. to your point um cornered about how uh they made it that wonder woman was steppenwolf's equal it wasn't like no one else can beat steppenwolf except for superman it was like okay. wonder woman's holding her own against steppenwolf and he might have just had a couple of avengers here and there but they were kind of even and then superman came and it's like now that gives you a cap that he's not passing here Turn back around, Wonder Woman's like, wham! Like, we in your face. Like, you on my level, fam. They did that You on better. my level. And, and he told her, he said, yo, and, you know, Amazon, but 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 stronger, you know, than, than, you know, before. Like, she's a special one. And then, you know, when he was fighting her, obviously, underground, same kind of deal. When he told his things, you know, to step away. They had a lot of scenes that reinforced that, that showed her whooping things. And they gave her her respect. But, and they did, her, they did her a lot better, like you said before, because it's like, if y'all know Wonder Woman, like comics or old TV shows, like she's a god, like or a demigod, whichever one you want to say. So she loves to fight. 
Like, she is a fighter. She has hands for days. So it's like, she loves to fight. And they kind of showed that a little bit better in this movie, which I like to see. Because, like, I want them to be true to the characters and stuff like that. So, like, when you saw, like, you know, she's about to fight. She's, like, really about to, like, she's charging at people. She's swinging a sword. The lasso, everything about it was, it, it made it so much better seeing her in her, like, natural element of, like, fighting. Because she likes to do that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and she's experienced, which is great. And what I always give, not, not I'm, I'm definitely want you to keep going, Finny. I'm, I'm gonna just shut up after this. But like with you know the thing with Thor and the Marvel side, right? I mean, Thor has experience out the ass. You know what I'm saying? And Wonder Woman, same thing. I mean, she is experienced. She's the most experienced one out there whooping mugs. You know what I'm saying? So like, it's respect to her name when she says, "Yo, this is a darkness from years ago." You feel me? Like this ain't something to be toyed with. <laughs> and she's out there like, yo, I'm going to whoop on all these people. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just what I'm going to do. Like, I got my shield, sword, lasso, whatever. And it's less about corny lines and corny things and more about let me whoop ass. Like, we the league. You know what I'm saying? So it was tight. Overall, the story, the story flow was just better. And I'll get to a lot of points that we were touching on through conversation when we get to. And I go, ahead with your last, go ahead with your last point. I think this is going to lead into more healthy discussion just about the movie because, you know, we did talk about that. So I'll preface it by saying, you know, we, you know, we saw Martian Manhunter in it, right? Um, we, there, there was obviously um, confusion on some ends as to him showing up and the timing of him showing up, but also wonder as to, hey, you know, where's the, there's the lanterns were, were referenced twice, you know, and obviously a lot of people want to see GL. You know, we please, also we also please John Stewart. Please, well, Snyder had plans to introduce John Stewart, and then WB said, "Nah, they had different plans to introduce a Green Lantern." So that's right. right. I don't give a crap about your pl- No, sorry. No, nah, please. <laughs> and so you know, he took that. Said, "Okay, you know, he went the kind of the, the Martian Manhunter route." And I don't. I believe that was you know earlier in his cut. You know, when he was initially looking at these things, and so you know, so to that end, right? I think. Had he had the fullest creative control, I think he had a different vision, which a lot of people kind of appreciated. So there's that. But what I really wanted to get to, and I just wanted to preface with that because I had to say that before I get to the last member who we haven't referenced yet, um, in terms of Cyborg and Ray Fisher playing Cyborg, right? The best part of the movie. One of the best characters in the movie. I don't care. 100%. From from the bottom of my heart, I want to start this and say, Ray Fisher, like, we hear you. You feel me, fam? We hear you. We heard all the stuff you were saying before about the set while he was on the set with Whedon and everything going on with Warner Brothers and the treatment on set and them cutting your scenes and your breakout role. Like, we hear you because we saw all that shit. Not only did they cut all, like, all your scenes from the movie, dog, they cut all of his scenes, which were pivotal and important in the movie, but they cut out almost all the people of color, dog. Like, they cut out his mama, all mm-hmm. the scenes, him and his daddy, the whole mm-hmm. arc of his dad and him building back up. They cut out his origin story with the football game. They cut out his daddy's Asian right hand assistant doctor. They cut all of it out. They cut Iris all of it. But all you know, it. like, you know what's crazy about that is that, like, while doing that, like, Cyborg is very, very a big part of the Justice League. Like, the way he was made and, like, how his, like, he could fuse the mother boxes. Like, he can make a boom tube to go to Apocalypse. Like, he's a big part of the Justice League. So, the fact they cut him out of so much stuff in the original, like, it showed in this it, one. It, it seems petty. It seems spiteful. And, you know, I under I really understand 
a lot of the things that he was saying about how things might have been on the set, how things might have been in the creative rooms and all that, because they did a complete disservice to his character. I mean, imagine if you were coming in and you were going to be an actor in this Justice League movie and your first breakout role and you have a core heavy piece of this movie. Somebody else comes in, rewrites, cuts a whole bunch of it. Y'all get into it on set. A whole bunch of things happen like that ain't right. You know what I'm saying? And this is proof that there was a whole lot. I mean, he was vital. He was obviously one of the most important people in the film and really i mean this movie was like an origin story for him you know what i'm saying like other characters got introduced yeah flash got introduced and all this stuff was going on but this was like an origin story of cyborg and he came through in the beginning in the middle he had the whole arc with him and his father's complicated but recovering relationship they had and then obviously the traumatic end and his importance with the mother boxes and he's just sitting here like oh that was cut it just so so i just had to say and that was the last most important point I wanted to get to because I think that happens a lot and doesn't get talked about enough in Hollywood and all over the place. And particularly in this situation, we see just how much of that was actual good story that was needed to support the plot. So, um, you know, big shout out to Ray Fisher. Big shout out to all the people of color that was in the movie that got cut out. But we see all now. We see all the scenes that y'all had. I think he had who knows how much airtime him and his story and other people of color had in the original. But in this one, it was a lot of time because it was needed and it was due. So I just had to, I just had to say that. I definitely mentioned in an article about him and his mama. Mm-hmm. And, his mama. Mm-hmm. and his mama, the fact that I'm touching on this little nerd moment when they brought him in the office and he hacked the people and changed people's grades. His mom was like, well, he has friends and he wants them to succeed. I was like, <laughs> That was amazing. I, I yo, was clapped. I was like, shout yo, out to black moms. She black understood. Moms, like, <laughs> she understood, yo. She was like, yo, what y'all doing for him? He's doing some good. What y'all doing what for y'all him? Doing, right what y'all doing for them? What y'all doing for them? My son, my son wouldn't have to hack the interview was teaching them something. Like, bro. Oh, damn, y'all just spoke to the whole, and, the whole and, education system. And just the just emotion going. behind. Like, that reminds me of the emotion behind the scene where, you know, he had the recording and his dad was telling him, oh, you're going to be able to do everything, blah, blah, blah. He's looking at, you know, the woman who's struggling and he gives money to her bank account and stuff. And, oh, you know, and then stacks the change that she had on I top of the stack of money. I was lit. I was, I, I, I was great. Goes outside the ATM to look at the joy that her and her kids have. And I was just like, yo, seriously, this is hype. And then the bit... Like, remember when his dad was like, oh, now I'm going to talk to you as a father. And he destroyed it, right? And then later he went and, like, fixed it and then listened to it. I was like, I can't believe they got rid of this whole arc. Like, I, I can't believe, like, why would they? I, I didn't get it. I did it not so get it. It was so important. It was so good. Like, Cyborg is so big to DC Universe. Like, I don't know why they would do that. It lets you Here's- know that WB and Weed or whatever, like, they didn't know a lot about DC, like, stuff. If that's the yeah, case. That team, I guess. Um, But... I'm going to tie in and see if we get another opinion before we uh, delve deeper into a lot of the different scenes. And now we have our uh, teammate, uh, One True Noob, uh, Mark, come into the conversation on Justice League. Uh, first off, Mark, what's going on? And your thoughts after you saw Justice League. Let's roll right, roll right into it. Uh, well, I know I joined kind of in the middle, but guys, everything you said was correct. Mm-hmm. It just flowed. People got their due. People of color got their due. And we got to see how every single part, of which there were six, actually flowed together. Like, were there seven, like you, seven to eight? It, it was, it was about six parts. I think the seventh was pretty much the epilogue. Oh, okay, but, yeah, right. oh, yeah. But yeah, everything with Cyborg's whole story, because you're right, he is very important to the mother boxes. 
the whole thing about um, Flash wanting to, you know, wanting a family and then trying to save the only family he had left, his father, who was in the jail and wanted to give up on him. And then, like you said, Silas Stone bringing his son back. And what really got me, Frosty, was the fact that he said, it's not about what you can do because you can do everything, but it's what you will have to refrain from doing. Doing. But you you are capable of the universe Mm. and you have to stop yourself from doing so. Like, bro, bro. Fucking bars. I was sitting there thinking, why in the name of God would y'all cut this right (laughs) it did made no it made no sense to me dog and that's what makes me think like are these stupid with the budget constraints or something like that because it made no sense to cut all of this good plot and well acted Mm -hmm. plot out it made no sense i personally believe it was timeline they they wanted to get this movie to market because it had to compete with the avengers and you know, DC, sadly, because I, I rep DC till I die, but like they were yeah, playing catch up the entire time and they wanted a movie and they wanted it quick. And that's what they got with Joss Whedon's. But Zack Snyder props to him, man, for being able to go against the grain like George Lucas way back in the day mm-hmm. and just say, I this is my vision and I'm going to bring it to the screen. And I'm glad that you said that heavily because. You know, A, there was a huge fan calling, obviously, for this as well. And it kind of sparked this, you know, movement almost. But I think that it's funny because a buddy of mine said, yo, um, this is like, you know, this, the, the, the Whedon, you know, uh, version, right? The original theatrical version might end up, you know, by, by default because of the Snyder Cut, like being an important piece of the history of the DCU. <laughs> like, like, if it wasn't for that, we might not have gotten a Snyder Cut. You know what I mean? We might That's not. That's true. And, and, and so one thing about that is that, and, you know, I'll, I'll say this because I think you brought up a lot of good points from DC and from their universe, right? You know, after seeing the Snyder Cut, there's this, I liked Wonder Woman, the original, but I like Shazam. And th- those movies- Still haven't seen that yet. And a shout out to Aquaman too. So, so I, I was kind of on the fence with Aquaman, but I liked it. But I think that the highest things in my opinion so far would probably be this and Shazam. I, I mm-hmm. the DCEU, like I and and Wave God, you should watch Shazam. Shazam was a, a pleasant surprise. Yeah, I'll watch it one of these <laughs> days. Just, just a it was just a good movie. And well, and that's the thing that kind of gets me with the news that just came out about um I gotta remember uh the CEO, I believe it's Anne Karoff Karioff, I think that's her name, where she said basically they're not continuing with Snyder Cut. Yeah, I heard about that too. Yeah. And like it's a one I mean, it deal, set basically. up so many things. Like we were gonna get Dark Side. I saw freaking Son. Granny Goodness. No one Son. knows who Granny Goodness is. Dark, like, dark Side, yo. The amount of fan service they get. Wave guy said it initially. Fan. This was like fan service. The movie. You know, like it was fan service. Left, right, and side. Remember when Superman was walking through the ship and they had all these suits? They had his prime suit in the corner. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was like, well, how dare y'all? <laughs> Tell me that, right? Oh my! And and you know, when Flash obviously towards the end, right? He was like, "Come on, heal!" Like I was like, "Y'all gonna show us healing? Y'all gonna show him speeding up his cells? Y'all gonna show that?" That was great. That was, y'all, that was you know, great. y'all gonna show us Iris? We all know that was Iris. He said, like, "Yeah, we all know that. That's exactly and, what that was." And 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 they showed him obviously, you know, going Speed Force versus Time. I was like, mm-hmm. "This is hype!" I was okay, like, "No." This is- what do you say? What do you say? Don't break your rule, break your rule, break your rule, yes. break, break your rule, break your rule. I like that. I liked how early they referenced he's got his rules, and I love how he was like, okay, gotta break your rule. 
because everybody was like dead. You see, everybody was like dead. You know what I'm saying? And then I love how they pieced up several at the end. You see the combo they put on him? What? Mm-hmm. First off, here, let me tell you what's hype. I just got to get this out, man. I'm hype right now. You know what I get hype <laughs> bro? When Superman came, right? First of all, he, he looked at him. He was like, you know, like that, that's cute with just a little axe, right? Blew on the axe. Just swagged all over him, bro. Blew on the axe. Froze it, broke it, whatever. And then, you know, he started pounding this man into the dirt and hitting him with the eye lasers, right? The rest of the Justice League was looking at him, and I was like, oh, Lord, they about to be like, oh, Superman, stop. They didn't say shit. They was like, keep going, fuck it. So he kept, he, he kept, That's what I was waiting for, though, actually, just because, like, Superman doesn't kill. So I was like, are they going to make him kill? Hey, don't, don't, don't do that, please. Nah, Wonder Woman did, did that for him. Combo they put on, Superman was going one, two, three, eye laser, one, two, three. <laughs> I'm like, son, you know, like, what's the meme? Like, yo, stop it. He's already dead. You know what I'm saying? No, 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 no. Through his body, Wonder Woman cuts his head off midair, bro. Like, son. The way, the way she zoomed around him, the way she zoomed around him, under him, over him. Bro, and then, and then the way, then the way Stephen Wolf's head landed at Darkseid's feet, like, yeah, yeah you the come to moment, Earth, the this momentum what happens. of the momentum of the body still carrying the head through the like, I sliced you so quickly that it wasn't like a momentum thing where the head would normally normally come off because it's two entities not going as fast as this heavier piece of of material. But no, I sliced it so fast it was whole until it got to you. Yep, mm-hmm. like, and then Darkseid, like, and they all looked at him like, "Yep, you come to Earth, this what you get." <laughs> But and, and people, people on that joint like mm-mm. people right. said, people said, oh, Darkseid was punk. So I was like, punk. That man said, oh, turned around, and said, yeah. give me my ship. I gotta make a trip like this. <laughs> he's right. like, well, you okay. know, he gotta find the anti-life equation, which is you know the DC right. version of the Infinity Stones. I yes. love anti-life equation and Darkseid. I, I, I was so hyped I, seeing that. And, in the, and how Steppenwolf was like, yo, I found it. He was he was nerding. Out. He was like, "Yo, I'm about to be restored. I found mm-hmm. your thing." The fact that I was I was joking with uh, with Dez, with my girlfriend, we were watching it when he uh, he was talking. Like, basically, Dark Side was letting Steppenwolf talk to talk to Bull. I don't remember his name right now off off rip, but uh, like Assad, Assad, yeah. right? He was talking to him. As soon as he said anti life equation, just like your mom was like when your mom be like, "Give me the phone." Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> when, you, when your brother's he talking said, to your dad or your he little said brother. You need- you fit, you need fifty thousand more wor- worlds to talk to Darkseid. He said, "I bet I found the anti-life equation." Give me the phone. All right, give me the phone. What'd you say, boy? <laughs> <laughs> what you say? <laughs> you know what's crazy about that though is that I agree with um with one true new where it's like I I like I like Marvel a lot. I really do. Like I grew up with Marvel. I kind of grew up with DC too. But when it comes to like comics and stuff like that. I like DC Comics more than Marvel Comics, and it's like it's, it'll be a toss up sometimes. Most time, I like DC Comics more than, art than Marvel Comics. So just me seeing this was just great, and it was great seeing Dark Side. I love Dark Side. I love how he, what he stands for, I like Apocalypse, Anti Life Equation. Like Anti Life Equation is like it's some freaky shit when you think about it. You oh, know yeah. what I'm saying? Like the yeah. Dark Side War. Everything about Dark Side to me is just it's- great. It was great even seeing that fan service, just him just there, like him just seeing like Steppenwolf, you disobey me, step on his head, like not. <laughs> yes, and we already saw the glimpse of the future of him, you know, potentially using that to turn Superman, and obviously the world getting ru- you know ruined and all that. Like, like there was so much fan service in there, and it was hype. And again, I think the biggest thing, and this is just to piggyback on everything y'all said, and to reiterate one of my earlier points, that one of the biggest things was the pressure. Like, in the original, we didn't have that looming sense of pressure mm-hmm. all the time. It was stepping mm-hmm. with this evil, ugly alien coming and whooping some people for a second to ultimately get bodied. And, and this dark side once in the whole movie in the original. 
Right. And, and, and in this and in this we see we see dark side, you know, however many thousands and thousands of years ago, like like basically Dolo with his peasant army fighting the old gods, the Atlanteans, all the lantern, all these people. And then mm-hmm. he he takes that L. And we like, okay, well, it took all of them to give this L to him. And now he's probably like, okay, well, all this shit ain't happening no more. Like, like Atlanteans is underwater, they chilling. The Amazonians, they all whatever, they chilling. The lanterns is nowhere to be found and all that, right? Remember, Stephen Wolf's like, ain't no lanterns or Kryptonians, so we good. You feel me? But nah, mm-hmm. like, he's like, it's good. Like, this is mine for the taking. And then the Justice League is there. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And it's like, yo, remember, Steppenwolf and that plan with the mother boxes, like, that worked. If it wasn't for, for Flash, that worked. Like, <laughs> it would have. They won. But then Flash came and you know did you know did what he do? You feel me? So which I like to see too. He's my fucking second yeah. favorite like hero Absolutely. ever. So Absolutely, Flash is hype. And so that that's why I said what I said earlier when I said I liked Flash. I, is, this still ain't my Barry. This is not my Barry Allen. But I like what they did to show. <laughs> Hashtag not my Barry Allen. You gotta you gotta give props. You gotta give props to the fact that not only did Steppenwolf find the anti life equation, he was like, yo. I found the one world that defied you. Yes. <laughs> I found this one world plan. that fought back. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah, it, w- it was kind of cool seeing, like, that al- original Justice League, like, how they had the old kind of counterparts where, like, Zeus was Superman, and then, yeah, you had mm-hmm. the Lantern, and then Aquaman is the king of the Atlanteans and all of that. Like, it just ties together. Yep, yep. And, and, it, it, and again, I think it's so heavy because it shows, like, back then, this is what was needed to whoop mm-hmm. on this evil, this ancient evil that, you know, when Wonder Woman went in the crypt and saw all that, like, this is what was needed for that ancient evil. The, the age of men, everyone had to come together. Laotian, you know, uh, everybody, right? Lanterns, all that. And now, like, ain't no protectors. Batman's trying to change it, you know? And and so I think that was so key. And, and I think one thing that, you know, we also have all alluded to but not touched on as much was, you know, Superman's revival, because that was obviously pivotal. And how yeah. it was done differently from a theme perspective, I think was like superb. I thought I thought it was just stupendous how how well it was done. I, it, was, <laughs> it was I thought it was night and day. Like the original was corny, but this one because of what they omitted and to what was re put back in, I thought made it so sentimental between him and Lois. But also when you sh- you know when they showed obviously his anger towards uh, Bruce Wayne and how he was like fun to annihilate this man and <laughs> i lasered the shit out of him and if he didn't have his his you know gauntlets right he's dead. Been dead and then and then he he threw that one gauntlet off and superman was like all right and lasered him again <laughs> just like, Yo. it doesn't matter which one you use it's still gonna get this I, laser i will say this probably is an un, uh, unpopular opinion but i did miss the line uh, you won't let me live and you won't let me die. I did kind of miss that line. I did kind of, yeah. yeah, that was powerful. That was powerful. <laughs> so I, 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 okay, I love that line. <laughs> I love that line. So, so, so I, I, I instead, here's what I will say to that. Okay. I, I thought that was a good part of the original. I don't think it would have fit in this one. But I think yeah, I could see that. I think it was a great part in the original. Honestly, because I think it's one of the saving graces in the original, but I don't think it would have fit in this one. I, I, right, I, can, I can see that point, and I actually agree, because the whole point is, you know, he 
was kind of rabid, almost like it's kind of a allusion to the Lazarus pit, if that's what they want to go for. Mm. Uh, but he came yeah. out. Was oh, well, look, we can what, was it the Lazarus pit? I, I wonder because when you come out the Lazarus pit, you're not like all there at first. Yeah, you're not. Right? You're still like you're. <laughs> so a, I mean, he came out. He was alive. He could use his powers, but he was like, that's you know, head. I'm just gonna kill. And then as soon as he saw Lois, that's what kind of like snapped him too. And he was like, oh, you know, if they revived me, they probably needed me. So I'm oh, glad yeah. she's the key. Lois is the key. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and it made me think about, like, you know, remember in the original theatrical one, right? They had the little scene showing, you know, Robin, uh, his his suit, right? With the whole Joker thing, you know, alluding to. Was that Justice League or was that uh, BVS? That was BVS. Was that? that was BVS. BVS. Oh, it was BVS. Because I remember, like, I, that's how, like, that's how, like, I think I was talking about it on Lunch Break or another podcast, but that's how that I feel was- like. Yeah, that was like kind of their excuse of having him kill, I yeah, guess, in the yeah, movie, yeah, because right. it was like after Jason Todd thing, and so and after that, like, right, like right. after a couple years later, he was like starting to kill and stuff like that because he didn't give a fuck anymore. I'm yeah. wondering if that's Todd anymore. I don't know who that is because they're not referencing that that's another or his second. Like they're just saying a Robin. They don't know. There's kind of like it could be any of them. I mean, they, it has to be Todd. That's you would think go. so, but it has to. Be. It, I, you would think so. That's that's the only one that gets off on a regular basis, treated like so. Right. But I don't know. But it makes sense because mm. you know when he was like at the end with with uh, when Leto was like he was like who sends a boy wonder to do a man's job? I was like, bro, like stop stop talking shit. Bro. Yo, Leto <laughs> did a really good job with that joke <laughs> too. He's not very careful. He was like, be careful what you say, and he spazzed. He's like, it's not very careful. But but I I think it was it was time. But, Jared but anyway, did a, he did a great La- job as that Joker too. A really good yeah. job. The whole Lazarus thing just made me think of that, and obviously the uh, the Red Hood uh, uh, movie. It, you know, it made me t- think of all that because remember, what, well, there was so many gems in that movie. But Robin was like, "Yo, I can forgive you for 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 uh, for not being there when I died, but I can't forgive why he's still alive." <laughs> Oh, are we are we going to talk about that movie? Because that movie had so many quotable lines. Oh. Anyway, but like, <laughs> I, I'm just sad that yeah, they're they're not going to go with the plan because it made sense. It where made you know sense. you got this glimpse of Dark Side in the first Justice League movie, and then you get the Legion of Doom or whatever they would have called it. I think they were the trying to do movie that because you know that. that's the other line I kind of missed where he's like, "Don't you think we should have had a League of Our Own?" Yeah. Um, and then in the third one, of course, you got Apocalypse War. Uh, Dark Side actually Dark comes knocking to Earth. The Dark Side Wars. It's probably the Dark Side War. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, um, um, not, not, just to interject because I, I don't think we talked about it yet, but you know, the epilogue, right? And how we got to find, you know, we got to see Deathstroke, Slade. You know, what I'm saying we got to see that. We got to see a little bit more of Lex. Uh, you know, in terms of you know, basically pointing and shooting him towards. Batman, so we start to see already how there's going to be some overlap yeah. in terms of the villain. Yeah, they changed that. They changed that line from, you know, we need a league of our own to, all right, mm-hmm. here's Batman's name, Bruce Wayne, get on it, you know. And Slade's like, I'm gonna do this one for free, dog. It's like, yep, yep. And and <laughs> I, I'm, I'm very, I was very hyped to see how they plan on, well, how they planned on, you know, like you guys said, integrating the bad guys, right? Because you know, when, when we talk about the DCEU versions of Superman, for example, right? Like, he's pretty OP. Like, the Superman is pretty lit. So, yeah. You know, yeah. Superman is pretty lit in general. He's very broken. For sure, for sure. But I just think how they craft, 
you know, kind of like I mentioned with, with Thanos and things like that. And even in the original Avengers, right, that looming threat and pressure has to be there in order for you to really feel that you believe that they could take the hell. Like in the first Avengers movie, and I, I only compare it to the Avengers movie because, you know, how can you not, right? But the yeah, big yeah, threat yeah. Was, was aliens from Thanos pouring out the sky. And Loki, who we know is a death dealer, right? Pouring, you know, destroying everything. Like, that's the pressure, right? Um, Ultron was supposed to be pressure, but it wasn't. That's another story. And then Thanos came, <laughs> wrecking the universe and bodied all of them in the first Avengers, and, well, in Infinity War, and damn near in Endgame too. You know what I'm saying? So that pressure was there. And in this one, it's like, okay, dark side. They made Steppenwolf more, um, what is it, more villainous and horrifying, right? And so who's next, right? We saw what they did with Doomsday and how ass that was. You feel me? So, like, what's going to be the the, the big pressure for them, you know? So I think that would have been key. But they had it set up to build that. And I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. disappointed that this isn't sparking, you know, this again, like if I was them, if I was one, I'd be like, yo, Snyder, here's a blank check, bro. <laughs> here's a blank <laughs> Do whatever you want. We don't know what gets involved with uh, with the pride like on it. Like what what's the reason why you all won't we revisit this? You know, is it because the his his vision is too, too much like dog is number one is rated R. So there was like two good f bombs in there. It's not because all oh, the words were the words were in there. They were in there and they were utilized. You know, they weren't just saying, uh, you know, I'm gonna, I'm, uh, you know, because we effing gonna do this. Like no, Skyward was like f the world, and Batman was like, no, nah, I'm a f you up. Like it's, I'm yeah. purposefully using. If you could ever purposefully utilize the f word, those are the two times you could purposely utilize the f word, and you feel. He, he had no hesitation when he said that too. Like one of them was like, "We need you," and he's just like, "No." Nah. Like, he didn't even like flinch. Like he didn't blink. F the world. Like, <laughs> oh, okay. All I know is if they ever do get a Man of Steel two, we need to see Brainiac. That's all I'm saying. Mm. <laughs> but I, I would want to see that. But I will say this though, like I love, I like, I like what we were talking about with the movie. Everything is good about it, but I did still see some flaws in it. And the one oh, flaw wait, I know. One, no, the one flaw I had in it was I still don't like the fact that Batman's recruiting him. Like I don't like that at all because that's not how that's not how it was. Like he was always the type to be like, I'm being, I'm doing my thing. But if y'all need me, y'all can call me. You know, y'all know, y'all know where to reach me at. Like, but you got to remember uh, where it came from, Wavy. Right. You got to remember how the movie was set up. Right. I get it. I get it. But Batman I get versus it. Superman is that he took out he took out the world superhero out of his own fear. And then came back and realized, oh, he actually did represent what was the best in us. And he was not the villain all along. You know, Martha. So oh, his <laughs> gathering team, he even mentions it in the movie. He was like, yep. Alfred even calls him out on it. He was like, yep. yo, this ain't like you. Like, you don't do this. And he was like, no, nah, this is faith. Faith, Alfred, faith. Oh, and I, I didn't like that either. The whole faith thing. I'm like, yeah, that was, like, that, that, was, that, that was different stuff, to have. Man. That was different to have Batman be the. Uh, the uh, kind of like uh, airing more towards the positive yeah, thought. When, like, when Batman's usually always the pessimist, sometimes or always be ready, you know, all that kind of stuff. But hey, this time he was like, I'm hype. Like, he's the smart this. one of the crew and like, he's like, you know, like he's always so like, he'll total money or like, he'll be like, you know, he'll be like, he'll show his smart style because it's, you know, ongoing meme like, oh, Batman's prepared. He can't get beat up, which unfortunately is true because he's like, they write him like that. He's so smart and like he could do take out the whole Justice League if he really wanted to type stuff. But like I didn't really see okay. that in this movie. You know what I'm saying? 
Yeah, but I was okay with it personally. I mean, I think you guys are both right. I mean, you're you're 100% right. That's not originally how it happened, where you got 100%. But I do think what Mark said is accurate in terms of how they did it in the movie and how it fit kind of the plot of what they were doing. I think it made sense. I was okay with Batman and the fake line. I thought it was fine because I thought that the dialogue made sense. Would I prefer he said something else? Yes. But Mm -hmm. I thought the dialogue made sense. And I think what, what, you know... Uh, what was the last thing you said uh, just now? You said something that sparked a good thought that I had. I don't remember. Which one of us? <laughs> um, I think it was you, Mark. Whatever the last thing you said, it it, it sparked. Oh, it. all I said was the faith, Alfred, and then the fact that he was doing that as penance for essentially getting Superman killed. Um, other than that, okay, I don't remember it. I'll, I'll probably come back to yeah. it. But like, there was there was there was just a lot of oh, I remember what it was now. So. It goes back to um, it was what Wave God said actually about about um, you know the prep time and Batman and thing like that and it just reminded me there was this like Stan Lee made this video a minute ago I don't know if y'all saw it it was like a minute a minute ago when he was like I keep getting all these letters about who's stronger than who and the answer is whoever the writer thinks is <laughs> he was like stop asking man we yeah. see that with anime all the time what you mean all the time and it's a fact it's like. Whoever the writer says is going to win. Like it was like the Bruce Lee and Chuck Norris thing, you know. Yeah. Chuck, Chuck Norris asked Bruce Lee, like, like who who's going to win? And we have this fight in our movie. And Bruce Lee was like, well, me. I'm the star of the movie. That's fact. Like that's that's what it is. Is so. Yeah, I mean the whole Batman thing. I think you know. Yeah, Batman. We know he's he's written to be that way. But I really loved seeing the contributions of everyone through the movie for sure. Like you said, there were a lot of things. There were, there were several things, you know, let's be honest, that were not great in the film that could have been omitted from the film. But I think, you know, honestly, I think we harped on the original enough to where I think we can, on the opposite side, give this one the praise for what it did right. And that's, why I'm happy that, that. that's why I'm like happy we're giving it the, the praise it deserved. Because I was definitely... Look, I, I was screaming from the mountaintops that this was going to be ass. Like, I really was. I was like, <laughs> and, and then I, I was sitting there watching. I was like, you know what? And I was saying different. I was the one saying, like, yo, this is actually might be, like, really good. Because I, 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 me, just being me, I y'all know I, I've said a lot on this episode so far that I love Darkseid a lot. And when I saw Darkseid in the trailer, I was like, all right, y'all got me. What's coming out? Well, okay, so I don't know if y'all talked about this before I got on, but, like, what was the hype, hype moment for y'all? Like, what was something that happened in the movie that made you go, like, oh, that, oh that's tight? For oh. me, for me, it was seeing, because every time I saw Dark Side, I was like, where's the Omega? Where's the Omega symbol? Where is oh, okay. that? Yep. Right, <laughs> right, the there water? it is. Oh, yeah, yeah. When, he, when, he, when I saw that Omega, I was like, that, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, oh man, that's definitely one of them. But like, I mean, honestly, any any scene with Dark Side, I think mostly mm. mostly that scene, the last scene where like y'all were forced you talked about, where like one woman chopped his head off so fast that you couldn't even see like until like it went on the ground, and then you see Dark Side with his minions right there. It kind of like like you saw it, you knew that was apocalypse and all that kind of stuff. So you know, like you see him with his army just walking like that scene to me was great just because like i know what's coming like mm-hmm. it's apocalypse it's dark side it's the side it's like, he's mad now like mm-hmm. y'all better run for cover like <laughs> when, when he was like 
when he was like, yo, get the army. We're going to use the old ways. I was like, I got like a little spooked. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, we're going to use the old ways. So I was like, oh, what's the I'm old like, what, ways? I was like, what you mean oh, the old God. ways? Hold on. Wait a minute. Wait, so I have... <laughs> I had two. One was, well, one of which was, was the one we just mentioned about how, all right, bringing up to reference, I had to watch, there was like a few videos I watched and articles I read of just what were the differences between the movies. And um, I want to reference the first way in the, uh, it, I, you know what I'm thinking about? How the Whedon cut is not the original. The Snyder cut is the right. original. Right. So to reference that for everybody who's made it this far in the pod, to be thinking about when we say original, let me just say the one we got because of unfortunate circumstances is Snyder's. Snyder cut the original version of what they wanted to go with. That's why I always say the theatrical, like the weed theatrical. The theatrical. We can't say original, but we can't say original anymore. We got to really purposely say theatrical. But in the theatrical version, um, Steppenwolf got taken out by his own fear and the the parademons took him away versus this one was like, oh, he's, he's, he's defeated and embarrassed. So what happened? Superman knocked him away. No, 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 was no. Excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. Aquaman sheathed this dude on his mama's trident. Yep. And then tossed that dude. Superman said, whap. And then Wonder Woman said, allow me. Spider-Man what? stuff. Sound. Was that yeah. not a game breaker NBA Street type That card? was. That That's was NBA, NBA Street Volume 2 type shit. That's <laughs> what happens when you DHC into every person on the team. Dog, bro, what a combo, dog. What a combo. Like, like the thing is, too, like, he that was literally overkill, bro. That was a statement, bro. Like, Superman already was beating this man into the ground. You feel me? And then he gets <laughs> impaled by Aquaman. Okay, he's he's dead at this point, right? Nope. Let me just throw alley-oop to soup. Let me just throw another dime to Wonder Woman. And let me just send his... <laughs> he's already going through the portal. He's already going back to the dark side. But no, no, no. Let me just send him back in chunks. Let me just send him back so, in chunks. So, are you saying it's reminiscent of... Uh... Like I don't want to say the 2017, 2017 Golden State Warriors, where it's like, hey. all right, we got this, but I'm gonna give it to KD right here. No, no, I'm gonna give it to Steph. Yes. Three. Yes. <laughs> that was yo. I'm so glad you said that. That was KD to Clay to Steph. Hey, that was exactly <laughs> what it was, bro. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, to quote another funny. DC movie, it's not about getting the kill; it's about sending a message. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It's like it's oh. not it's not about the money; it's about sending a message. That was so deep, bro. That was crazy. <laughs> So another point is that 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 Steppenwolf, uh, right for references earlier, how it's the the power scale made it seem like Steppenwolf the the team could not take him out in the in the in the theatrical version. The team could not do it; only Superman could. They made it so that the team, if presented in the right situation, could have. But Superman was like the, the the parent that's like, you can't get past me. My kids finna whoop on you. Not to make that, not to demean them of being his kids, but yeah, Superman was an X factor, right? You know what I'm saying? But like, it's like Wonder Woman was enough, Aquaman was enough, and they teamed up on him. They were beating him when they were trying to get Cyborg, and, and of course that scene always gets me when when he's about to grip up Cyborg and the team's just like, nope, yank that dude off the off the rock. And I was like, you coming yeah. down here with us? We about to do this business, you know? Um, and to the reference of like how in the theatrical version, Cyborg. Separating the mother boxes, and he just kind of goes, Superman, help me. Like, it already does. Like, in this movie, they lost. Yes. They lost and they died. And Barry was like, like no. no. And changing it. And, <laughs> and, and, and the rewind, it wasn't like just a simple rewind. It, you saw that that John coming together destroyed the world. It vaporized Superman, Steppenwolf, Cyborg, Wonder Woman. Like, they all came Everybody. back together, bone and meat. 
And we saw how when it happened, like Flash, like immediately, you know, was like, all right, Speed Force. Because you saw the wave come past him. And he like looked at it and he was just like, all right. He <laughs> went like, right in the Flash time, and, and, bro. And, and that's what right Flash time. And that's what the Flash would do, like going yep. to Speed Force. Like, yep, yep. it's time. It's Double time. time now. And it was so it was so good because, you know, like we said, that's that's like the ace in the hole. Right. That was the thing like, yeah, Flash could do a lot of stuff. We saw earlier, you know, he touched the glass and, and bust the glass because he's so lit. Right. We see him doing it. You know, he's doing his healing or whatever. But that was just like, OK, like, let's see how, you know, a little bit OD Flash is. Right. You're dope as hell. Like Flash is Flash. Right. And so I'm glad that they gave him that service and got rid of, you know, the the saving the villagers and all that nonsense and the race with yeah. Superman. I'm they I'm I'm happy that that wasn't there. I didn't need that and shit. Also, Shout did y'all out. catch? Did y'all catch the uh the foreshadowing of that moment? Oh yeah. The the fact that when they even revived Superman, he went so fast there that the mother box like yep. slightly yep. lifted out the water. So it's like it like yes. you guys are saying. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, that, they didn't just, have one, didn't they? That did happen. Mm-hmm. In the last in the last one he did it perfectly, but in this one yeah, he this ran one. back, rewind a little bit, and he then did it. Because I think I think they did I think he did that on purpose. God, yeah. You see him was fan service. God damn it, yo. <laughs> <laughs> hey, when they, but but for me, what it was, it was it was it was either the flash moment or um when Superman was walking and I saw the prime suit. And I was just like, yo. I was like, yeah. I was like, stop playing, bro. I was like, but I mean, obviously, when he walked past the main suit, I was like, okay, he's going to get the black suit. But when I saw the prime suit in the background, I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. That's <laughs> like, like uh, Terrence Howard, not today, baby. Or what did he say? Next time, baby. Oh yeah, he's next, like, next time, baby. Next time, baby. I should have brought it back, man. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> was that the prime suit? I think it was. I think it was. Let me. Maybe it was. I don't I, know. That's what it looked why like. Why you looked that up? Another move, another moment I have to shout out is when Cyborg hacked this facility to shut it down. Everyone bailed. His dad was like, no. Uh, 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 Dr. Stone was like, no, 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 no. It's, it's just fake. It's just fake, y'all. So he, he deactivates it. As he deactivates it, uh, Cyborg and then walk in. He just eyeing his dad like, and the dad was like, on second thought, yo, yeah, this is totally real. Nobody come back and you know the cyborg walk back and like you better no not you better might as well said that like you know what I'm saying like might as well say like, bitch I was like don't be corny don't be corny and then we saw it he was like oh you got it you got it and they didn't just they didn't roll up I think in the other movie they did they just showed up in the room there were no consequences versus this one there was consequences like they weren't they weren't about to get up in there like that and then when he saw it, it was like all right never mind yeah let me clear the room out for them you know what I'm saying. Um, and I think uh, it was definitely more consequence when um, at this point we're getting to our favorite moments in, in the movie for y'all listening right now uh, the, the notable moments of changes and the one where Dr. Stone marks the cube yeah. with the thermal energy and sacrifices himself which is kind of mm-hmm. it, it gave a cost and it gave Cyborg a little bit more of a, a reason to do what he was doing but you know it like was it necessary? Like was was the first one in the first one in the theatrical release? Cyborg and uh, his dad were bonding at the end of the movie, and then he like smoothed himself out. Like they had a little dad moment. Versus this one's kind of like we're getting more DC. Like now both your parents are gone because DC has a fascination with like killing everybody's parents. Yeah, it's not like you Marvel know? where they like kill your body, bring you back to life. DC's a little more like you're dead. You're kind of dead, and we might bring you back to life. Maybe 
<laughs> yeah. If we if we're bringing you back to life, it's because of like some type of comic sale or because some type of weird whatever. It rarely makes sense sometimes. Word. Um. But yeah, they killed off his dad. I mean, that was definitely deep. And he was just like, no, no, I don't see why they killed him off. But I was kind of like, okay, well, I mean, he was kind of like, I guess he closed himself in there to make sure he could get the job done so he wouldn't get stopped and everything. Um, and the things I was geeking out about, too, were when Steppenwolf was like, like in the theatrical version, he was beating up everybody. And it was just kind of like, all right, he's just beating everybody. In this mo- in this version, he was cutting through people. and You saw the the effect and the blood. Oh yeah, the blood oh. was just like yo. This is this. He means business. Like people are dying here. Yeah, I guess like you're not assuming murder. people are dying, and you're seeing it. And I just I just went and and, and looked into the the Superman suit. Now that was a Kryptonian. It looked like the it looked like the uh, like the Prime armor, but it was this Kryptonian like outpost armor. Ah, okay. Yeah, like the, the one with the helmet. You talking about the one look like a space suit? You talking about yeah, that? Yeah, in the back mm-hmm. right. I didn't get as good of a look at it as I did now when I just saw the frame, and I was like, "Oh, that's not the prime suit," but it looked like it at the time. I was, I, was like, like, I, was, I was trying to remember the prime suit. I'm like, "Wait a minute, no, I don't want the prime suit. Look, I don't remember the prime suit." I know, suit. Like, I know. In that short amount of time, I think I was just so hype, and I was just nah, like, I feel like they, <laughs> I, yo, man, fan service. This movie was all about fan service, and they did it the right also, way. Can we most can we talk about? Can we talk about um, the Manhunter? who was just in the movie for like twice he was like mm, y'all are saving the world right now but you know what i'm gonna help y'all later y'all need me call me he basically he did he did the batman in the dressing movie where like if you need me and you will call me <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I wouldn't say it like in you will it was definitely one of those nod things like he wasn't needed in the moment because they didn't need it for steppenwolf again proving my point that they harped so bad on needing superman it wasn't a need it was like a bring him back to be a symbol and we just need a team formed and he died for the wrong reason yeah and like the fact that also we talk about in the beginning of the movie how he died and shouted and the mother boxes were like yep he's dead which by the way makes no sense <laughs> yeah I was, I was gonna bring that up when you were like what's wrong with the movie that i was gonna say was a little like so wait a kryptonian had to open them like who, who is not who is what well, he was probably about 40 in that movie but like this happened ages ago so the mother boxes could have been activated before he got to earth and they could have yeah, ran before he got there so yeah. it's like and all that time between now and then you decide to now to say oh he's gone we're straight mm-hmm. you know what i mean we you know time to invade which writing wise from a writing standpoint sure gave more of a reason for them to suddenly activate and and it was on superman's death that they did but yep yeah, you know? I still ain't care about Lois Lane in this movie. Stop it, Lois is the key. You need to stop. Leave her alone. I don't care about it in this movie. Hey, I'm glad they cut out the uh, that flash scene. Uh, uh, That's in BVS though. I think BVS too. Yeah. Why do I keep getting BVS mixed up? Probably cause because that, that was like after Batman had the dream, which they put in this movie again. Oh, well, that's basically. right. And then also yeah. probably both of them movies was ass cheeks. That's probably why. <laughs> What's funny though, what you mentioned is that he he. In while we're in while they're in the in the quote unquote bat cave or bat sanctum or whatever you could really call that, um, <laughs> you know it was, it was not bat themed. It was just under his you know million dollar pool house drawing that he has over there on the water. By the way, <laughs> like you know what I mean. <laughs> and, 
Dog, that wasn't nothing bad about that joint. That was just like a summer home back cave. That looked like one of Batman's <laughs> summer home joints. Like, you know, Batman has the back cave, and then he bro, has like the remote joints that don't even look like the back cave. cave is figurative, bro. It ain't gotta be a, you know what I'm saying? Like, Fine. can he, the back cave could be comfy too. It could be a nice pad. What if he's trying to bring bitches through? Like, it could be cool. Like, <laughs> that dude, that dude was so into his depression. He wasn't thinking about no bitches, bro. Like, <laughs> just be yeah. honest with yourself. I know. You saw, but, you saw Wayne Manor? That joint was dusty. Oh my god! Yeah. But I his did like at the were... end. He's like mm, six chairs, and maybe more. Yeah, and that's maybe, what I like. You know, and then Wonder was like maybe more. He's like yeah, maybe more. They did that in the original too, though, and I like that about the original and this movie in general. Like they're saying like, hey, we're about to open this up a little bit more, yeah. and there's room possibility. I'm like, oh word. All right, so who are you about to introduce next? Like that's oh, what I. That's what I was looking for. You know, you know. It need to be John Stewart. Like, it ain't no question. Yep, John, you, know, you know who? You know who we about to introduce yet? You know who we about to introduce next? You know who about to introduce next? Oh. Nobody. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody. Facts. Facts though. Nah, if Warner Brothers has anything to say about it, nah, yeah, it's, it's definitely gonna be Green Lantern. Like, it, 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 there's no. I mean, well, you know, we, we they don't. gotta do it. They gotta do it. There's no way. Like, well, ain't ain't uh well. I mean, we just Adam. had Pierce Brosnan uh, as Doctor Fate. Say, it's gonna be a bunch of people in, in Black Adam. So yeah, Black so, Adam. And the fact the fact that I have a problem, one thing I have a problem is I wonder is because shout out to Dwayne Johnson. If you ever listen to our podcast, I'm I'm a fan. Good jobs on like the Fast movies, and I know you you and Vin Diesel kind of had beef and everything. Hope y'all fix that by ten. But. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> Most of the movies that he's in, I'm gonna have a problem with whether or not they're gonna have him. Because because in Black Adam's story, he is the kind of the hero who yeah. turns evil because of the things that happened to his life and his wife and stuff like that. I'm True. wondering where they're gonna go with this movie. Is it gonna be a Black Adam movie or is it gonna be The Rock as Black Adam, where he goes and just be is the hero and nothing bad happens to him? He doesn't snap. He doesn't do whatever. I think he'll. Uh, yeah, I think he'll end up being the anti-hero. I think they're gonna. Well, if they're smart, well, I can't even say that. They should play it like Doom, but they should play it like Doctor Doom. Like they should, they should really kind of play it like that, where he's like, they give him, they give him motivations, they give him purpose and reason, but then, you know, they pit him like, you know, I think Shazam, like the Shazam movie, I think, will be perfect to go up against what will ultimately be this Black Adam. I so really here's the here's here's where we, here's where we are ultimately in the DCEU. Here's where we are. The Wonder Woman movies are now standalone. Aquaman is now standalone. Shazam is now standalone. Black Adam, I'm not sure if that's gonna be tied into Shazam or not. They did reference it in one of the scenes. I think they deleted. It should be tied into Shazam. They, they deleted a scene where they go. There's a sixth chair. I wonder who it'll be. And then fans are kind of like, "Ooh, that's Adam," you know, that kind of thing. That's a standalone because there's no Justice League Zack Snyder anchor now. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So now they have to exist in their own standalone until they maybe bring them together later. That's and, Warner Brothers' problem. They did reference Superman and. Shazam. They did. They did. I mean, and, and to which that scene was like, it wasn't even Cavill. Yeah, yeah it wasn't it was Cavill. body. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, but, eh. But I think well, and, the, and the fact that they don't, they don't even know, Henry Cavill doesn't even know if he's returning right now. Yeah, right. he's in limbo. Yeah. Yeah, no, but to your point about think- them referencing Superman in Shazam, Again, why I say it's a standalone? Because of course Superman exists. Of course Superman might exist over here. Superman ex- might exist in Aquaman's universe. Superman might exist. Well, he doesn't exist in Wonder Woman's universe because Wonder Woman's old to everybody. Shout out to the reference for Cyborg saying she's five thousand year old years yeah. old. Bear, she ain't looking yeah. at you. That was funny. That right. was good. Every, to, that was good to see. Young man. Guy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So every every movie is in his own continuity now. So even if you see Superman and Shazam, it's kind of like 
that's the Shazam Superman, and then there's the Man of Steel Superman, and then will there be a Wonder Woman Superman? Will there be? It's like the problem I'm going to have is when they're going to truly try to bring everybody together in their vision, and if it's not Zack Schneider's vision, since it's not going to be, what is it going to be, and what are y'all going to do? I don't know. Mm. And the Batman's coming out what next year or a couple of years or whatever. I think next year. Think. And then yeah, and the, the Rob Harry. Rob Patterson is, and that's still that Batman, right? Mm-hmm. That's not. That's not. Um, I don't think that's. I don't think that's Ben. At, I don't think that's Batfleck. What you sure? mean? I don't think that that's going to lead to because Mark, are you saying that you're wondering oh. if Patterson's Batman is going to be just a younger version of Ben Affleck's Batman? I I thought they were connected. I thought they I were actually the so. same person. I, I thought it was going to be different. I thought it was I think it's going to be different. That's what I thought too. And uh, Linda Flash, I worry because you're going to bring in Michael Keaton back, 1989 Batman. Which, by the way, shout out! I did mention this in a lunch break and maybe in another, in probably a previous pod that now that's going to be a comic series and stuff yeah, called Batman I, 1989. Mm-hmm, and I think Superman uh, seven, 70 something or 80 something is going to be a comic, something like that. Mm. It's going to be something. So I'm going to look out for that in the comic book stores. I'm definitely going to try to get that. When they come out, yeah. yeah. so everything is is kind of floating on its own now. Everybody's everybody's all man for them. every man for himself right now. That's unfortunate. Pretty much, but I think that what this does, and I think that what Warner Brothers is going to count on, is this giving them some momentum. Even though, right? Even if they don't bring back Snyder, even if they don't green light, you know, Zack Snyder or anything that he put together going forward, I think they're going to try to use this as a momentum push uh, for a lot of their other things. I think, I don't think, I, I think that there is a certain timing of the Black Adam news with the Snyder Cut release. You know, I think there's a certain amount of momentum that they are trying to take advantage of. They keep on saying, hey, Wonder Woman 84 is doing great on HBO Max. Oh, hey, the Justice League, whatever, is doing great on HBO Max. There's this Black Adam news coming out. I think that what they're going to try to do is say, hey, we can put out quality. I think for a while it was, you know, the the general con- the general consensus was, okay, a lot of this stuff sucks. Like Suicide Squad was ass, BBS was ass, a lot of shit was ass. And Suicide it was just, Squad was so I forgot about Suicide Squad. I was like, I forgot about it. I don't sorry. even want to talk. Let's not even, let's just skip over it. But the point was, you know, it was just, <laughs> Because it was so bad. But the point was, I think that what they're going to try to do is they're going to try to say, you know what? Thank you, Snyder, for this. But we got it. And then they're going to start to churn out more of their things. But if they don't fix the real issue, which I hope they've learned from this, which is to make a good movie, movie. we'll be right back here. At the end of the day, if they come out and they make some good movies, I don't think we're going to be so mad about, oh, you know, they should have did this. If they make something good, we'll be like, okay, I like this. Let's keep doing this, right? Make something good. But if they make something bad... They make some bad, then we're gonna say, you know what? Y'all should have just gave Snyder the dough and told him to run with this. You know, I so I'm gonna I'm gonna put something out there, and I you know I I just want you guys' thoughts on this. Like, when has studio meddling ever saved a movie? Ever been better? Look, barely, <laughs> barely. The things that make the movies hype are often these dope visions of these really good and educated and people who've done their due diligence and they put the effort to get the right people, to get the right script, and they make it happen. And you can usually feel the passion through some of these projects, with the exception Absolutely. of Trump. You know, because the budget's there. Like, the money is there. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? The money was there before. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like with whatever constraints that Whedon had, 
you still could have made a better movie than that. You know what I'm saying? Still could have made it. Way better one, than that. Still could have made a better. You could have half, you could have a fraction of the budget. We, you know what I'm saying? You could make a better movie than that. I but, mean, with know. the stuff that's coming out now, fans could make a better movie. <laughs> Dog. We always, I'm, I always joke about how fans make better costumes than big budget movies. I mean, we saw with Sonic. I haven't seen Sonic yet. I need to. I mean, oh, well, they, basically, well, basically, it was just, it was more so like I haven't seen it, but it was like when they came out the trailer, fans were like, "Nah," they were just outraged about it. They were like, "Nah, this ain't it," and they band together like, "Nah, we not letting this happen," and they pulled That's it and they we made it. Like, well, they know? think that uh, people think some people think that that was a conspiracy and they had the real design ready the whole time. Oh, wow. Well, that also brings up to the debate, and I don't want to get off topic, but that does bring the debate, like, how much say should the fans have in, you know, Hollywood budget movies? Or anything. <laughs> yeah, but then again, going back to my original point, like, has there really been a movie that has been saved or, you know, patched together because of the studio coming in and being like, uh, no, maybe do it this way? To me, there hasn't. Because most of it is about money, and that's really what it's about. They don't, well, not, I mean, the a lot of don't really about care money too, but like, yeah, it's money. But you know, it's again. I think a lot of it is is you know the the vision, you know, and what you're trying to to create and get out of some of these you know films. Like, I think a good example is you know the Ed Norton with the Hulk movie. You know what I'm saying? Like that movie mm-hmm. was done, I think, very very well. And that was due in part to Norton as well as the writer who were like, we're going to do our due diligence with the Hulk. Um, and, you know, Norton wanted to bring that into the MCU. You know what I'm saying? Like he wanted to bring that and bring more of what he, you know, wanted to put forward into it. And, you know, you know, there were, you know, what they, what did they always say? There was miscommunications and creative differences and things like that. And then, you know, mm-hmm. they get somebody else. And I just think it's so key that they source the right people for those things. Cause now we're looking back at it. Right. And we're like, man, how many memorable experiences we got of, of what's his name? Ruffalo's Hulk. You know what I'm saying? Like they should have put Norton's thing up in there quick, as good as that was. But you know, we, we, it, it's one of those things where I think that's key. Cause when you have that vision and you have that attention to detail, you know, big budget or not, you know, you can make something that's really good and captivating. And I think a lot of times when they have these big budgets, they feel like they got to throw that money around somewhere make something over the top, cut out some things that they think they can replace with other over the top things or, you know, and it just ends up kind of oversaturating or, or, or watering down the movie. Well, it's, well, it's, you know. Oh, all I was going to say is it's, it's not about if the movie's memorable or not anymore. It's if it's passable so that it can make a sequel and it can break the box office in the first few weeks. Yeah. And as long it. as they make their money back, that's a success to them. It doesn't matter what the fans think. Yep. The superhero action movie effect. I'll never forget what my dad told me. He was like, look, man, he was like, back in the day, back in the day, you had like a couple movies you could see and then you wasn't going to see another movie for a minute. Now you could see another movie every day. You can see go see a new movie every because mm-hmm. they just turn your movies out. And when the summertime come around, here's a new big generic action flick. You know what yep. I'm saying? And you start mm-hmm. to see some of these movies, like we've all been to the theater and saw some big action movie that was just generic the whole way through. And we just like, all the money that this thing took and all the money that it's about to make, and y'all really put this out, like it was, you know, and so like, to one degree, like I understand the way that a lot of, you know, 
those kind of traditional film people when they look at some of those things and say, oh, that ain't film, you know, film, right? But of course it still is, right? But I, there's a point to which they're saying something, right? Where it's like, hey, we're trying to preserve this standard of filmmaking. And to some degree, this is a trend, like you said, like let's make the newest, hottest, biggest, explosivest thing and then recreate it, right? Disney's had a conveyor belt of movies that they can just turn out. TV shows now, turn out, turn out, turn out. And we're just Capturing like- Capturing nostalgia from the 90s, but yep, we were <laughs> and the 2000s. And we were talking about this yeah. with, uh, with J1 about how, they, how anime is doing this too. There's oversaturation of it. Mm-hmm. And so it means that the things that are good have to be really good and stand out because there's so much now. You know, back in the day, it was all these different unique things, but now- Amongst the crowd of anime out there, you got the My Heroes. Amongst the crowd of blah, 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 you got the, you know, the, the Demon Slayers, right? That stand out amongst all this kind of stuff. The Doctor Stones, yeah. Attack on Titans, all that kind Attack of stuff. Titans, the Shield Heroes, you know, going, going down, the, down the list. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's just really interesting because this is a hot trend. that I think it's going to stick for a while um, because they're capitalizing on both superheroes, but also star power. You know, a lot of these people we see in a lot of movies. You know what I'm saying? We see The Rock in a lot of movies. We see Chris Hemsworth in a lot of movies. We like these people get passed around. We see them in a lot of films, and so um, that star power is is there as well. But um, you know, it's a business. It's a business at the end of the day, like you said, Mark. It's a business, and they're about they turn it out like a business. It's a product. You know, Apple turns out the iPhone. Uh, MCU turns out Marvel movies. (laughs) Yeah, it's. And the part of me, I mean, you guys know I'm a creator. Part of me kind of breaks when I see that because I'm like, you know, is there any heart anymore? And then you look at the young bucks coming up like me and so many other people whose projects I've seen. And I'm like, you know, they put their heart and soul in this and there's something there. It's not like it's just fan fiction, but they don't get the they don't get the screen time. They don't get the presence. They don't get the hype because there's not you know, finances behind it. Yeah. There's not presence. You got to bust your butt just to even be seen by just a thousand people. But that's also the difference between like creator and like the industry, I guess you could say, because yeah. most time the industry doesn't have those kind of people in their corner to be like, yo, I know about this kind of stuff. I, I grew up on that. I still read it. So like I have like the background information on it. Let me make it. They don't really have that in Hollywood a lot of the time. If they do, and it turns out good. If they don't, you have a Justice League like we got in 2016 or whatever. But when we have those little films that you were talking about, uh, One True Noob, like these people grew up with this stuff and they, it's their vision. They want to see this. So they're going to make it, they're going to give it all the fan service, all the explanation, everything it needs in one shot or not one shot, but like in like that video they make. And it's probably going to be 10 times better than what Hollywood did because Hollywood doesn't have that kind of stuff in their corner only for little itty bitty stuff you know what i'm saying so i, I mean, mean it does come down to finances it's how much because i mean it's, it's it's distribution it's all right let's take something that people grew up with we know that'll capture a audience so we'll have some return on our investment you know transformers i'm not saying that you know they hash things out but like that's a franchise we'll take that we'll make a movie we'll make five movies uh we'll get some return on investment you know, let's let's do this story. Let's do Unicron. Let's do the Dinobots. Let's just do that and then just put Dinobots. it out there. <laughs> and just like 
put it out there so that the audience will watch it. They may love it. They may hate it. But as long as we make our bottom line, we win. (laughs) When you said that earlier about oversaturation, you made me think about how they over are overturning these um, constant, constant anime, uh, anime arena fighters like, um, like Naruto Ninja Storm. Then they came out with the My Hero battle game that they have the, um, the uh, One Punch Man game. And then I think they're coming out with a Demon Slayer one. And after a while, yep. people were starting to get a little tired of these games because that's how, that's halfway oversaturation, halfway Bandai Namco just being stupid and trying to cash in on these anime. Exactly. Well, that's what I'm thinking. Like it's, that's that's an example. That's a good example. Good artists borrow, great artists steal. That's the way it is. I, that that is, I don't like to admit it, but that is true. That, that is, is very true. Been a fact. You know what I'm saying? So, but. You know, it's all good. All I'm saying is, Arxis, if you see this, jump shonen fighters. There you go. You'll make money. <laughs> Amen. I, I think what it, look. Is, is, is it creates two two problems. It's oversaturation that creates two <laughs> two issues. Well, it creates two two points. The first one is like, there's all these things that you're seeing and you're just like, oh, that's like this. Or, oh, that's just like that. You know what I'm saying? But for the things that, you know, it makes it harder for the next thing to really stand out. But when it does, it, it usually is very fulfilling, you know, like, like, you know, we were going around, you know, we'd go searching for anime, looking around until we find a really good one now. That's like, yo, you need to peep this. Before, back in the day, it was like, you know, you watch a Sailor Moon, you watch a Dragon Ball, you watch a, these, like, you're watching those, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And now it's like, here's an endless list of anime that you'll never be able to finish in your lifetime. Like, my, backlog, my backlog is still crazy with anime. It's still crazy. And that's just your backlog. Like, there's literally too much <laughs> right. to be able to read in a lifetime, watch in a lifetime. Like, it's mm-hmm. too much. And yeah. so you gotta be particular about it. Like, you can go your whole life missing out on something that could be life-changing for you. And that's crazy. I think about you that know? with music all the time. Right. It's, some of the, it's like what Miyazaki was saying. Miyazaki was like, yo, like, there's too many people making anime based on other anime. And not enough people make anime based on the world. And I'm just like, bro, this is a fact. Like he was criticizing anime. He's like, yo, I go outside. And that's where my inspiration comes from for anime. These people today, they look at other anime, and that's how they get their inspiration. I'm just like, yeah, bro. like we we joke about like see a certain anime we see, and, and like the, the person will be like, I get this, great anime, young boy, done. But, but, well, I'm not done yet. It's already been done. Well, well let me finish. Uh, the young boy gets powers from an ancient civilization, Naruto. You feel From me? An ancient, oh, sorry. That's, that, that's, <laughs> that's, what, I, that's what I thought of Black Clover when I first started seeing that. I'm like, this seems very Naruto to me. I don't know why. Bro, I, I love Jujutsu Kaisen, but I'm not going to hold you. It's about three main characters, two that are men and one who's a woman, right? Yeah, I wonder where we've seen that dynamic before. One dude that, <laughs> one, the one dude, uh, one is a main character who's possessed by a demon. The other one has spiky black hair and he's edgy and really strong. You know what I'm saying? I'm just like, we've been here before. Like, Jujutsu Kaisen is lit. No, it is, it is, a, it is dope. But yeah. we, I have seen it before. I know we're not, and we're gonna go with the fact that, and we said it, seen it before, and then people go, yeah, from Naruto, and we go, no, from Dragon Ball. Shut your dumb ass up. <laughs> like you know, like <laughs> Dragon Ball Z. Get it right. All of the big anime right now, like the ones that people reference. Um, all of those mangaka have been like, yeah, Toriyama was like my hero. Like, ever since they got Super Saiyan, they were like, oh, bet, we can transform now? All right. right. <laughs> Night, feed you well, form. <laughs> basically. I'm uh, wondering, uh, what came um, what came first? Super Saiyan or Super Sonic? 
Was this Sonic was eighties? Yeah, Dragon. Uh, well, not Dragon. Dragon Ball was Dragon Ball was Dragon 80s. Ball. Dragon Ball was nineties though. Yeah, yeah. Dragon Ball was eighty seven. Yeah, Super Saiyan I think was nineteen ninety one or ninety two. Yeah. Okay. So Super Sonic was ninety in the like mid nineties with um so with Super the Sega Genesis. So it, think it was, about it, that. It was yeah. I, I'm pretty sure Super Saiyan came first. Yeah. So Super Sonic has seven gems and turns golden and is invincible. I mean, Super Saiyan's not invincible. We got, well, you know, but you know what I mean? Inspiration. <laughs> I'm talking about the inspira- inspiration of turning yeah, golden yeah. from seven particular items. I mean, you, you, know, know, you know us Americans and Japanese, they we love the number seven. <laughs> well, but the thing about it is that Sonic is Japanese, too. Yeah, he is. Mm-hmm. Oh, so... so oh, well, I mean, you got the Hidoken, too. Are you trying, you trying uh, to relate the gems, like... Are you trying to relate the seven, like, uh, gems, like the Dragon Balls and stuff like that? Yep. Yeah. So... Yep. I was gonna say, I believe. Excuse me. I, I, I believe. I believe that Super Sonic came in the second game in '92, but Super Saiyan first appeared in the manga in '91. Yeah, I was gonna say it was neither '91, '92. Mm. And I'm so, sorry. It could be gems. coincidence, or it could be somebody was just talking. I'm gonna make my person golden. Oh my gosh, me too. With seven items, nah, from their anger. Close enough. <laughs> and I'm sorry, I said gems. I meant Chaos Emeralds. Sorry. Yeah, the Chaos that, Emeralds. Yes. They done. They done kind of blew that whole set. Oh, I mean, the water. look at um, as I was saying before, look at Ryu's Shinku Hydokin and just the Hydokin and look Hidoken. at Kamehameha. Same hand sign. I was like, yeah, huh. interesting. <laughs> yeah, that's true. We all yeah, know that the Kamehameha is unmatched. So we could we could kind of divulge into um, yeah, the collections of key. Like saying people like the video I watched where you know you thought Trunks was just doing a dope hand sign. But he actually was collecting energy mm-hmm. really quickly to shoot that that type of ball that he did. Like that was actually a collection of key. That was actually a collection of key. You know what I'm saying? And of course, in the in the dub we get burning attack. But apparently, I think in the manga, no, it didn't happen in the manga, right? Or did it? It did. I think it happened in the manga. It, it happened just didn't manga. have a name. It didn't a have a name. A lot of the names were localized. Right. It didn't have a name. Yeah. Yeah. So so uh-huh. so just talking about overset people are like, well, where are they going with this? Surprisingly enough, we're linking this back to oversaturation of <laughs> things that have been recycled, ideas of studios and people that just want to make a bank off of original ideas that inspired yeah. all of us. Especially because like the nerd, like the nerd is like very pop mainstream now. Well, I will say mainstream is by in terms of getting money, but like it's not like mainstream to the fact is like it's still like super cool to be this way but like it's cool enough where like you can say it and not be like criticized for it and like yeah. you can still get some money like and make a living off of it you know what i'm saying yeah i'm not i'm not gonna i'm not gonna act like people don't sit there and go well um some people's motivations for not being a nerd is for getting a partner and be like dude there's nerd girls now proud nerd some. girls proud and gamer that, girls proud like that, anime that, weeb that, girls like look and that yeah. gamer community split down the line right now. It's like forty eight percent of women are gamers. So like that whole thing of girls it's, not gamers more, is like that's a myth. It's actually more than that. It's been more than that actually, according to the uh, the the uh, more than forty eight percent. Yes, uh, I, I think last time because because uh what was it? I'm, it was I uh, they put out their gaming uh, metrics every year. I forget. I wish I if, if we if I knew we were going to talk about this, I came prepared with it. But essentially, they take mobile gaming into account as well. And so they oh, actually okay. Well, I. I, I, I still have. A, I think we we can touch on this another time, but yeah. overall, just linking it back again to 
to trends rolling and how things happen. Mm-hmm. But like overall, we are at a point of a lack of cre- point at a point in time of lack of creativity, and um, people just trying to rush out rush out similar product for for the same uh, same gains, and that's just not how it is. Justice League though is is better than what was initially given to us, and we were wrong. I I mean I'll hey, say Phoenix, for myself I was wrong. Mm-hmm. Catch on real quick. Um, okay. Before I get, I just want to get this out real quick. All right. So <laughs> I know all y'all playing justice. Y'all playing justice, justice every once in a while, like Aww. the first one or the second one. Mm-hmm. So all right. And then I thought about this in BVS too. So remember, the whole point of injustice was like you know Superman snapped because mm-hmm. Joker or somebody killed Lois Lane. So Joker, Joker put- sprayed Batman. No, sprayed Batman. Joker's oh, yeah, had lose the, yeah, the, the hallucination and stuff like thinking, that. Yeah, had him that was doomsday, and he took mm-hmm. Lois to the atmosphere and watched her explode. Yep, that's what it was. So, and they mentioned that in BVS, and they mentioned that in the original, the original JL as well, the theoretical JL and this JL. So, yes. I'm thinking like during that whole thing in Batman's dream, and I, like I said, I thought about this in, BV, in BVS too. Do y'all think they were trying to go the injustice route? I, 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 I think it'd be similar. I think it'll be similar, but I think that they were going. I think they were going to go strictly the anti-life route. But um, and that was the anti-life. Oh, anti-life was probably the base. But I was thinking when he, whenever I think I see that because I wasn't big in the comic on that version. I remember the um, Superman animated series version where he does turn, and yeah, that time does. when he vapor when he vaporized that that um, that cop. And I forgot why he. I forgot why he turned. He t- um, he turned. Um, he basically got. I, I don't no, want. He got. He got. He got, he got pressurized. He, he was he basically got, hypnotized uh, into okay. thinking or brainwashed. Yeah, it was brainwashed or something like that. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was. Yeah, and he was uh, brainwashed into thinking that he was Dark Side's one of Dark Side's sons. Mm, okay. Yeah. And, hmm, and I never read that one before. See, that's why yeah. is the show. I think is the show. Is that? Yeah, the animated series. See, oh, that's what, original animated, but Bruce Tim. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. And see, I thought my my thought just because of how deeply they kept trying to reference, you know, him getting anti life equation and all that. I thought that they were just going to say, okay, he going to use that to turn Superman. That's just what I thought was going to happen. I think some somehow either he's going to get Superman to off Lois because of course you saw the scene where. Darkseid puts his hand on his shoulder as if to comfort him from doing something something doing something he pick her bones and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think he probably tricks him into killing all some Kratos stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like Kratos doing it going, what have I done? type thing. Except, you know, you don't get her ashes put on your skin. You just have Darkseid put his hand on your shoulder, like, well, since you have nothing else really tying your emotions to this world, you want to <laughs> let me run this joint? Right. And it's possible that it was a mix of that, right? It's possible that that, that trauma comes with the anti-life and you remember he's mentioning like oh you know all existence will be mine and yada yada it's like it's possible that that was like okay he was like yo i'm gonna use this trauma turn superman and the rest of them can't do shit you know what i'm saying compared that to that anti-life so, equation yeah and i i'll I say this forever mm-hmm. anti-life equation is that shit and i think they kind of mentioned that and i will always mention this comic is recent comic but i feel like for our listeners out there and even for y'all y'all should definitely read deceased this seems yeah. like a, I think a six issue DC comic 
Ooh. I put I put it out a lot of times. Like it was great. Like you saw like Cyborg again was like part of the main like beginning of it and like how he was a boom tube. We went to Apocalypse and there's something with like this. I think I don't know how something happened with the cell phones and like since we're all on our cell phones all the time and on social media and stuff like that, like it literally turned everybody into like zombies or like yeah, I think I don't know if some superheroes were like that. I think some were like that, but most of the time it was like the people around like the superheroes. So it was like it was a good read. So I I recommend Deceased to anybody that listens to this and to y'all too. Like it's a six issue series. It was great. So, and also the anti life equation is OD. So it is. Well, I need to understand it a little better. I think everybody needs to understand it a little I need, better. I, I need to yeah, they, they do. It's not it's not like a like a you know this has a power level of a million. You know what I'm saying? It's like mm-hmm. it's not. It's not like the Infinity Gauntlet and stuff. It's like a little more deeper than Infinity Gauntlet. Yeah, you know? yeah, you know. But you know, so. Also, I think Darkseid was made before. He was made before Thanos. So I mean, there yeah. You go. I mean, we. I, I mean, I wasn't going to compare them to, but. So. Oh no, they're not. They're no comparison. Like, no comparison. <laughs> no. I mean, there's a lot of things that, you know, Marvel. Took from DC and DC took from Marvel. Like they just is. Yes. We want to talk about you know Deadpool and Deathstroke. So <laughs> I mean, listen, we we can we can have a whole pod about uh, Mirror. Yeah, and, and people people have done that to death, but we can definitely just hop on and just riff about that on a pod. This is our pod. We can do what we want. But <clears throat> at the end <laughs> nice. of the day, we can riff on this all night. But I know we all don't have all night. So um, final scores and final thoughts. Brief of Justice League and. I guess um, what you would wish could follow up with the movies if they would have um, what they would have followed up in one person each. I'll go yeah. start. So uh, here's <laughs> here here's what I say. Um, I give the, the the Snyder Cut Justice League. I give it uh, an eight out of ten. The reason why I give it an eight out of ten is because despite the things that were still wrong in the movie, right? This movie had a lot that it had to do, right? Like, it had a lot. It didn't just have to come out and be better than the original. Because we knew that it could have been mediocre and been far better than the the theatrical version, right? (laughs) But what it did, in fact, is it went, it you know, when you get an annual review at work, like, this exceeded expectations. You know, it did. Um, And for that, I give it an 8. I don't give it an 8 if it was just its own movie when it came out back then. I give it an 8 in relation in response to the theatrical version, I give it an eight. And what I would love to see next, I think I mentioned it, John Stewart is what I need next. That's that's it. I need John Stewart. I need Green Lantern done properly up next because I get it. I love Cyborg being in here, Martian Manhunter, etc. But I need my due diligence done to Green Lantern ASAP. <laughs> okay. True. Um, yeah, I guess. Uh, all right. So. And I put this in my chat with my man Savon. Shout out to my man Savon if you're listening to this. Um, I get the theatrical, theatrical version. I get I get it on like a five. Um, that joint was like zero. Zero point five, bro. To be nice, and because it was JL, I gave it a five. But like this one, I bump it up to like a seven point five, maybe an eight. And I only say that because there are still some parts. That I didn't care about. There were still some parts that the heroes were not literally. They they're not who I wanted them to be and stuff like that. And in, in certain parts and like certain dialogue and stuff like that. So that's why I gave it a seven point five, maybe an eight. And that's a, the eight is a stretch for me, but mostly seven point five. Um, what I want to see next, 
Similar to Cornered, I do want to see Green Lantern Corps. They have to incorporate Green Lantern Corps somewhere in this universe, and I want to see more dark side. More dark side. More dark side. More dark side. That's what I want to see. Dark side war. Snyder cut. Hey, so WB, guessing, give him the give him give Snyder the money. Just let him do what he got to do. So I'm guessing wavy guy, you want to see more dark side? I didn't get that. More dark side and Green Lantern Corps. That's what I want to see. <laughs> it's like you can say that anymore, you know? Like it's like I didn't quite catch that, you know. Right. I damn near fell asleep. It was like a lull. More dark side. More dark side. Okay. He's over here chanting. Dark side. Yeah. Shit. Uh, uh, noob. Well, uh, I mean, I think I think uh Sonny took the words out of my mouth. I, I would give it about an eight out of ten. Um, mostly because it was the movie that needed to be made. And I not I don't say that because it's like the movie of the year or like the decade. This was the director's original version. This was the one that he wanted to make. He had a vision going in with Man of Steel and BBS and Wonder Woman and all of those. Like he had that vision. And he got to make it. And well, if any as a as a creator, that's inspirational to me. Because, you know, he was able to, especially with the support of the fans, kind of fight back against the studio kind of moderated, uh, cheapened, you know, not sweet tea version. Like, <laughs> like you, they they wanted to put it out so that it would just make money. And uh, okay, now we've we're got to the same place that Avengers got to, but this was actually the event. Uh, the Avengers. This was actually the director's original vision and he got to make it and it flowed and you could then finally see kind of like how people treat the star wars prequels you can finally see the entirety of what he was trying to do and what he was trying to set up hey it's like uh, uh it's like in dark knight when they said uh not it's not the hero we need but the one we deserve <laughs> yep. Yep. That, that movie is something else but yes that, that's not the time so for me, what I would want to see going forward is honestly, uh, I don't know how they were going to do it, but uh, I did want to see Justice League versus the Legion of Doom. I wanted mm. to see it a very tasteful way mm. where um, one of the storylines they could use is the, uh, I'm going to call it the defuse storyline, which is basically the the League, uh, yeah, the Legion of Doom takes Batman's plans for, to stop every superhero and they implement that and that's kind of how the league like gets under the justice league skin and they uh try to take down superman and batman and you know then then we can have some interleague tension like mm-hmm. you know always in the middle movie you got to have like okay we got together and we s- settled at our initial differences but now we can we really trust each other that's kind of a cool thing to do cuz you can see batman got the team together but he would still have precaution like he'd still would try to be like, if I had to stop Superman, if I had to stop Wonder Woman, how would I do it? So I feel like that would be... That's what you do. Faith, Alfred. That's it. Faith, (laughs) Alfred. Faith. Because Superman Superman would blink his eyes before Batman's blood could rush from his head to his neck. He'd be dead. (laughs) But I I think that would be a great uh, storyline to pick from and like have inspiration. So, uh, yeah, I would want to see the Legion of Doom. Go at it. so like that movie, just I think it was Justice League Doom. That's the one you're talking about where Vandal Savage yes. took the plans. and that, That's yeah. exactly it. 
That's exactly yeah, the movie. Yeah. Shout, shout out to how basically we referenced earlier how Wonder Woman is a warrior, and the only way that you can truly stop her is to make her run out of energy. Basically, <laughs> power her out, make her make her fight until she can't fight no more. That's the only yeah. way you can stop. Her. Um, just shout out to that. That was funny. I think that was the funniest one, other than the Flash, you know, being stuck to her. But that's that's another conversation. Um, <laughs> I give the movie an eight, and not just because of you know the redoing. I think I honestly. If we had gotten this movie first, I don't I don't think the executives would have the same thought that they do. I think we'd still be continuing the Snyderverse. Uh, they would be trying to see what's next. You know, we, we, they would be rivaling Avengers right now, which is kind of in its slow moment. Not saying slow, but it's 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 got Disney Plus right now with the TV shows before the next movie. So they're in like a, a under tunnel thing before they come back up for momentum. They're good, by the way. But you know, Justice League would have this momentum if they were to continue the movies and they were all Snyder related on that theme. And I always said, I was saying in the article that I wrote, shout out again to that on Fukunami.com, that the differences between the Snyder Cut and the theatrical version was that the Snyder Cut con- continued the vibe of BVS, whether that was good or bad. There was a vibe that these movies were going off of and Justice League was not that vibe. Like it was awesome cartoony, really bright, bright colors, things going on. Uh, corny, uh, the four hours of the Snyder Cut carried the BVS seriousness and um, and Man of Steel seriousness. And then uh, Wonder Woman was kind of serious, but it's a little touch on that. So uh, what I would like to see after these movies, and, and they hinted at a lot of stuff, was uh, continue, almost like Justice League Unlimited started introducing everybody else, Green Lantern, Green Arrow, um, the other people that kind of come into the league. And they're, the the world's their oyster. I, I, I grew up on the Justice League cartoons, mm-hmm. so I think a lot of those storylines, although they've been done in the comics and they were just retooled, my mind goes to those things and uh, how they would get get looped in. I'm still uh, kind of confused about where a lot of the other movies like Aquaman, where that fell on the timeline of Justice League, because it's kind of weird. But o- overall, like the way the origins mo- origin movies would go, kind of like going back to a little bit of an origin story for everybody. For instance, you want to kind of do it backwards now, I guess. Like, you know, we might as well go do like what they're about to do with the movies now, with the original, with the um, uh, solo movies. So mm. it, the world was their oyster. After this movie, as far as uh, for us continuing to expand the league and other movies, other movies and other heroes that could have come along after, but I, alas, I, I I just needed I just needed Green Lantern, bro. I just needed Green Lantern. <laughs> still not hyper. Still not hyper Flashpoint, but hey. no, I'm not either. But no, it's, it's almost, I can no. see I can see Justice League is almost like how Endgame was. Justice League Snyder Cut was finally like you know, close the book on that. Endgame was close the book. Anything else after this is kind of like all right. I don't expect much else from y'all, but y'all are <laughs> delivering. But Endgame finished that that long book you've been trying to read over time. Yeah. You stopped and picked back up again. Endgame was that. Endgame for me was like, finally close this damn book. You know what I'm saying? Like, and by the so, end of it too, I was like, thanks. You know, like yeah. I appreciate yeah. it. Let's close it. You know. Yeah. So. Oh yeah. One true noob. Uh, what is the creation that you're making right now? What's that series you're making right now? I'm glad you asked. It's called the it's called the Order Sanctus. It actually has a subreddit. Um, R the Order Sanctus, or actually, R Order Sanctus. There, yeah, no, it's the Order Sanctus. I was right. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, uh, I have a website. I have a subreddit. I have a Facebook, an Instagram on it. Yeah, it's a a show where I'm just trying to create. Like I, I briefly alluded to when I was talking about like. Um, lack of creativity within Hollywood, but uh, I'd love to talk about it again sometime. 
Shout out to shout out to all the the order sanctus, y'all. Definitely go follow that. Get your updates on that. You know what I'm saying? But it's about to take over soon, just like we are. So be in mm-hmm. the, be in on it early. Okay, wavy. Okay, over here. Yeah. <laughs> but very much so is very much telling the truth. Um, so we're gonna close this out. Uh, that's a rap squad. Be sure to check out all of our social media at Fukuname, where you see more of us interact with us. We posted about Justice League to drop your thoughts. If you listen to this and you want to go drop your comments, drop them right here on the pod in the comment section. Give us a, a lot of stars and get us up there in the ranks if you really like what you're hearing. Or go check out our IG or Facebook and drop comments on the post about Justice League. Uh, check out our website for a lot of our written content. I'm your host. Frosty Phoenix for this pod episode. Uh, Squad closes out with your socials and all of that good stuff uh, in order. So we'll go cornered, wavy, and noob where they can follow you, find you, all that stuff. Let's do it, man. Uh, at Sonny Burns, S A N I B U R N S. I'm Cornered Fox uh, of Fukunami. And uh, look, man, if y'all come talking that bullshit, I'm going to shout you out on Sonny Sanders. And we got that on our IG as well. So be sure to check that out. <laughs> Oh, yeah, and of course, it's uh, Wavy God at W-A-V-I-I underscore G-A-W-D on Twitter and IG and all that kind of good stuff, you know what I'm saying? Of course, at Fukunami, where you can find all the good stuff Fukunami does on IG, Facebook, TikTok, and everywhere else. We do have a TikTok, too, so y'all need to check that out. But the waviest nerd you'll know. (laughs) That's cute. No, I'm just playing. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and this uh, one new one true noob but can't ever say my name uh instagram got the order sanct that is t-h-e-o-r-d-e-r-s-a-n-c and like i said i've got a subreddit um are the order sanctus all war- one word and uh yeah i mean check it out um if you want to see the website order sanctus.com And this has been your host, Frosty Phoenix, across all the web at F-R-O-S-T-Y-P-H-E-N-I-X. My day job, you can catch me or on Fuka, Name, everything, IG, Twitter, and all that stuff. Talk to any of us in the, the, um, the, what's the word, the DMs? What's what's the kids calling these days? The The DMs. 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 Slide in our DMs. Slide in our DMs. Slide in our DMs. and uh, we have our also our other show, Lunch Break, which we're retooling at this point, you know, to to make it more incorporating. Shout out to IG for making that multi um, multi panel situation. So we're still figuring that stuff out. But we also have lives too, so we'll get back to you guys on that as far as Lunch Break. But keep an eye out for that show, where it's more interactive with y'all. Until then, um, our one homie Desert Skies was not able to make it on the show tonight. I'm gonna try to do my best. Uh, let's see. <clears throat> Score. Score. <laughs> That's for you, man. <laughs> Take care. I'll see y'all in the next episode of the pod. Peace.